Who do I have? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bro, like, listen, I'm an Adesanya fan, okay? I am. In and out, I am. But I kind of want to see a new champion, dog. I know that's, like, a controversial thing, but yeah. I want to see Pereira. Because him and Pereira fought in uh, a kickboxing match. Before Adesanya became, uh, did MMA, he was doing kickboxing, and they already fought before. And uh, Pereira actually knocked him out. Really? Yeah, man. Damn, so he's got hands. So he's got hands. Like, this guy, bro, Pereira also just came into the UFC fought like maybe i want to say twice and then they're like yeah go fight out of sanya yeah i actually <laughs> haven't heard of him yeah this he's is my first time hearing he's about fucking unreal he's fast he's like brazilian uh no he's uh portuguese portuguese yeah man, man. Yeah. he's fucking he's quick he's quick with it dog why what do you got um you know i'm not really sure but i'd probably say the champ you know you got is yeah, he? He, i don't blame you dude, man he's like the thing I think with that weight weight class is like the people who are like lanky uh, do well, you know. Yeah. The people have the really long reach and the long legs. Like it, it's easier to like defend takedowns. I think when you're built like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, your 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 hips are heavier. You can sprawl down harder. I think. Bro, like those guys in particular, though. Like Izzy in particular. He's just so technical, man. Like, if you watch all of his fights, he's not one of those guys that are, like, in your face. He's, like, he's about points. Because mm. if he, like, if he catches you, he'll go after, right? Like, if he gets you with a good one and you're stumbling, he'll fi- he'll try to finish you. Right. But he's all about points. Yeah. And when you're a guy that is, like, you know, you can, you, you're, you're the distance, you have the distance on people, fuck, all you got to do is collect those points and wait to, I don't know, though, if he's going to be able to play it safe with this guy. Well, that, that comes from kickboxing, you know, that yeah. kind of, like, point point fighting game, and it's smart. Like, if you're trying to win fights, it's really smart. Yeah. Oh, man. I would, like, out of everything I would like to learn out of, like, martial arts in general, it would probably be, like, my top three got to be, like, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, and wrestling, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, watching those guys, we were talking about, like, the guys from fucking Kazakhstan, fucking just a wrestling wow. we've mentioned them a couple times on here yeah. those men are brutal like those are different types of fighters you yeah, know what dude, i mean different breed of people i swear like it's it ingrained in their culture you know from the very beginning they're very like uh uh very strict very like um, forward you know like uh the way they go about life they're hardened uh people right and i think that uh, correlates and like the the sport they do over there the, the combat sport sambo Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's Sambo a, is fucking. That's pretty intense. It's yeah. like it's What's like Sambo? Uh, it's like a t- type of wrestling. It's like a yeah, but you're allowed to throw hands. Oh, so it's wrestling where you just hit each other. Yeah, but you have a gi, like a jujitsu gi, like mm-hmm. you can grab and do chokes mm-hmm. and stuff with the gi. Yeah. It's pretty technical stuff. Like that's what Khabib did before. Yeah. he was a big Sambo guy. And that's why no, like no one can get that guy down. And that's what, like, when I stress that to people, and everyone actually, I don't know why, some people, like, shit on that guy's career, which is of insane course, to me. bro, people like to watch hands. Yeah. I, like, I wrestled all through high school, bro, and, like, Yeah, that's I right, love, I totally forgot about I that. I love wrestling, <laughs> Right. Man. Like, I, I, that's my favorite part of mixed martial arts, is, like, how technical the grappling game is, you know? Um, so... Like, people don't, don't appreciate it, they don't see the magic behind it. Like, when Khabib holds, like, I always tell this to people, there's nothing quite like being, like, suffocated by another man for, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then having to go back to your corner. Like, you can get, like, you know, uh, hit a lot in the face and go back to your corner and you can kind of refresh. But when you've had someone, like, suffocating you for five minutes, it's not the same. Like, you go into that next round demoralized. Or throwing you around. Right. That's all, all of this. High- I searched up not that long ago Khabib's highlights. 
and it's just him throwing grown men around. That's all it is. That's the entire highlight is just him throwing dudes around yeah. and then tapping them out. It's crazy. He just he makes uh, these people who are like you know NCAA wrestling champions yeah. look like they've never wrestled a day, a day in their, their life. life. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I'm gonna say it again, and I've already said it before. The motherfuckers wrestled bears. I don't know if people understand that <laughs> shit. Like yeah. when once you wrestled a bear, because bears aren't cute and cuddly. Uh, right? <laughs> you're going to settle your personal beef on my own podcast? I may. I may. <laughs> but, uh, no, you, like, once you wrestle bears, you, I don't want to fuck with that dude. Like, I'm not going to fuck with a dude from Kazakhstan that lives in the fucking mountains that shits out of an outhouse still. Bro, yeah, he's a yeah. fucking millionaire. He's a millionaire, drives a Toyota truck. Yeah, and he probably lives in the fucking cabin, too, Li- I bet. Bro, he <laughs> lives in the same home he's grown up in. Wow. Yeah. And he just and he has like his own wrestling. I think he has his own wrestling facility now. And him and his cousins, because that's all they do, dude. They just wrestle for twelve hours a day every day. They don't mm. drink. They don't do drugs. They no. pray. I think uh, if right. I'm not mistaken, they're Muslim. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying earlier, man. They they're they're very strict on how they do things in their life, and that kind of like um, discipline right. goes a long way. And especially in the fight game, you know, I feel like maybe people in America are a little less, like, they're a little more lax. Right, right. For them, it's more the show than anything because it gets them publicity. Right. It's like John Jones. We talked about John Jones. John Jones, and, okay, listen, John Jones, excellent fighter. He's amazing. Arguably one of the better fighters. Yeah, he's definitely on my top ten list of, like, the greatest of all time, for sure. But it's like, those are two different guys. Like, those are very, like, he's about partying and hitting women sometimes, apparently. (laughs) And then, then, you know, you got Khabib. And it's funny, I don't know if you know the fighter... uh, Kobe Covington. I do. Yeah. So Kobe Covington uh, talks shit about uh, the way they wrestle. Like, just talk shit. And they, they cornered him in a bathroom one time. <laughs> and they were like, what, you know, what are you saying? And all this shit. And he was like, look, man, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean it. It's all for show. Mm. A lot of it's always for show. But when you... You don't piss off those guys because no, those no. guys don't talk. They're not talkers. No, no, they're, they're action. Yeah, they're yeah. all action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you... Like, Khabib's dad, arguably one of the best coaches of all time bro when when he died the ufc had a whole moment of silence for him like they've never done that for any other coach not that i know of yeah man. Like, that's the only coach that i know that they have that much respect for him where they're just like no and then i actually respect khabib saying that i won't want i don't want to fight if my dad's not in my corner well that was powerful that like, was very i remember powerful. when he retired man it was a it was an emotional experience so, very. you know like um he, like i wish i could have seen him fight more obviously like yeah. just for his talent but like uh he went out at the top. Like, at the time, I don't think there's anyone. I still don't think there's anyone in that weight class. That I don't think there's anyone that could beat him. Could, yeah, no way, man. I know you that's, know. A, like, debatable. Yeah. Like, the only the only way I could see which would be wild, if you have uh, Islam Makachev. He's, that's his teammate, he, right? That's his cousin. That's, that's his, his cousin. That's family. That's, eh? fa- wow. that's family. And he was fourth in the division for the title, for the lightweight title. And Charles Oliveira was not a guy that is easy to take down. That man was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist. He made, I'm pretty sure he made Michael Chandler look like a bitch. Yeah, like, no, no, yeah. no offense to him. But, like, he just made, like, didn't even look Charles like he's ever fought. Charles jiu crazy. Oh, like, dude. He, he's just a wizard, you know? He's too good. He's yeah. only, It's almost, like, alarming. Yeah. It's, like, alarming those guys that are that good. But Islam Makachev went in there and tired him oh. down. He yeah. tired him down. That's all they do. It's like even Khabib's last fight with Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje said to him in the interview, you will never fight me standing up. You won't fight me standing up. And he goes, I'll fight you the first round standing up. I'll fight your way. He did. 
Justin Gaethje, who's arguably also one of those guys that could take anybody down. He's mm-hmm. not like a, also yeah, a guy yeah. to take it easy on. No, not at all. He's Could, talented. Couldn't fucking do it. And then uh, uh, Khabib said, now we fight my way. And ragdolled him and tapped him out in like two minutes and like 30 seconds. Yeah, man. There's, there's levels to this game, you know. Just like any, any sport, you know, there's the greats. Mm-hmm. Like the difference between like someone who's really, really good and someone who's a great, you know. It's it's like anything though. It's yeah. like all those guys. Yeah. Like even uh, I don't know if you ever heard Michael Jordan. He was in an interview and they're like uh, Kobe or Braun, and he didn't pick any of them. He said KD, Kevin Durant. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I know nothing about basketball. I should mention that. I don't know <laughs> that. I don't. I don't know who's like. I would assume. I watched that documentary, La- the the Last Dance. I don't know if you ever seen that. It's about like. Uh, it's mostly about Michael Jordan, but it's talking about like the Bulls run. From like 1991 to 1996, I think that's when they got all those championships. Yeah, they played really well. Though. Right. Yeah. And it was talking about just the team in general, and like even those guys, like those guys hunger, like those guys that are mm-hmm. great just hunger to be so good. Like, bro, that guy would have people traded if they didn't like show up. Yep. Like, yeah. You know, oh, you didn't show up to practice? Get him fucking traded. I don't want him on the team. Yeah, you gotta have drive, man. Like what I've not, like when I went from wrestling in high school to university. Uh, what I noticed was that um, the people who had, like, natural talent couldn't get away with it as much anymore. And it was the people who had the drive, that, 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 the, the discipline. Like, that's kind of what happened to me, bro. I was, like, naturally talented at it. And I just realized that I did not have the drive. No, you just weren't about did. it. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, and I saw it and it was, like, Every every match I had it was like I was fighting for my life, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, in like in grade, tw- uh, so I stayed a fifth year, and I I was like I didn't lose a single match, you know. And uh, when why I went, do you think the drive wasn't there anymore? Oh man, I think uh, when you do a sport for a while and you start to feel the toll it's taken on your body, and you're like, okay, is this something that I could do? for a living is this something i could make uh you know like a life out of and you gotta sit with yourself and be like okay this isn't this isn't for me and that's what kind of happened to me you know like i did you know a year and a half at uh, york and at the time like i was really hungry the first uh, you know two semesters of wrestling and um after that i just thought i'm like okay like i'm good and like i can get better but do i have do i have the drive to like continue to to push right yeah and it just wasn't there so you know i did a little jujitsu after that and jujitsu before then actually oh really oh yeah how was your experience doing that i want to get into that dude honestly like i feel like every man should probably do Mm jujitsu you know i feel like a lot of dudes have like a very inflated idea of like uh what it actually is no 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 their ability to defend themselves Mm. um and i think jujitsu will put everyone in their place there's nothing like getting strangled by a girl that's 110 pounds. Like, yeah. strangled. It'll humble you. Yeah, yeah, like, she'll, she'll wrap you into a pretzel, you know, and there's nothing you can do about it. There are people like that, and, you know, um, I did jiu-jitsu for quite some time before I wrestled, and I did it for a little bit after I wrestled, and um, it, it's humbling, and, it like, if, if you ever, like, get in a combative situation with someone who knows jiu-jitsu, and you don't, it's like swimming with a shark. You're right. not even in the right environment. You're not even, like, on land. You're, you're fighting against something that's much different than you. Yeah, and you just... So th- I always thought that that's why uh, jiu-jitsu was really important to me. I was like, okay, like, if I ever 
have to defend myself in my life ever actually like relies on it this is something that will be useful so you know it's very interesting because like like i find that guys that do jujitsu like i have a couple buddies that do it and those are probably some of the most like honest good people i know because mm-hmm. they they and they don't look for fighting because i think they realize how dangerous fighting can be oh, yeah. and I, there, there's nothing like when a motherfucker tries to swing on you and you just you you because if you can learn jujitsu that's more defense right if yeah. you can start like defending yourself in the way of like not punching somebody because you necessarily don't want them you know you don't want to hit them and they fall and they hit their head but if you, you can you, you can, don't have to yeah you can defuse a situation yeah. pretty fast yeah and man. there's nothing like it, it's more it like, breaks their ego once you get choked out in front of somebody i believe jujitsu means the gentle way or something along that line is that true yeah something can we search up what the uh, jujitsu means yeah. right please and um at least this is what my like sensei taught me for a while or uh and it's like um you can get an altercation and cause no damage to someone and, and, and neutralize a threat, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's important. I think the idea of, like, you know, it, God forbid you get in a situation where you really have to, uh, you know, fight with someone. Why would you want to hurt someone unnecessarily? And, like, you mm-hmm. watch these videos on the Internet of people, like, kicking someone's head in. And oh, I watch a lot now. I've seen it. Oh, I've personally God, seen so it. so brutal, like... I, for someone who's done combat sports for you know the better part of 10 years like i i cringe when i watch it you know like it's hard to see it's different when professional athletes do it when they do it it's awesome yeah yeah, well, yeah but, but they're like that's all regulated like there's a ref there someone's yeah, watching yeah, and, yeah. and most likely a lot of those guys when they knock somebody out they kind of yeah yeah they realize it's like, right away yeah it's yeah, kind of yeah, they stop like right away the ref jumps in you know so it's it's different on the streets though yeah. Yeah, especially when you're like inebriated, right? When you're oh, fucked up. Yeah. It's same. Did it have anything? The gentle art. Is this what you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gentle way. Gentle, oh, gentle art. art. Yeah. yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. It's same thing. Yeah. It's it's fascinating stuff, actually. Yeah. It is, and there's like you said, there's nothing like another person that is half your size strangling you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, and that happens, man. Like I remember, you know, like doing it for a year and just some uh, people from another gym I think from Ottawa they came down to do a little seminar at the dojo that I was at and there's this girl I forget her name maybe Jade but uh, like I, I had no options like it was like 30 seconds in and I was wrapped up you know really and, Damn. yeah man and I, I, I feel like you know for I, at the time I was pretty solid you know and that, that can't happen so that's I think that's why a lot of guys, like you said, that you meet are, are more humble, are are like because they in really, the fighting aspect. Yeah, 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 and 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 I think that like carries on over into like a general philosophy in your life. Like when you do jujitsu, you see like it, it humbles the the ego first of all, like the, the physical, like the masculine ego that's just like you know every guy kind of has mm-hmm. right, and it tames it. Like you still have it, and if you want to release it, you can, but. It, it, it settles it down, which is cool. That's you just got to know. You got to know when to do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There are times and places for it, right? Mm. Yeah. But it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I do combat, combat sports. One of my favorite things. Um, Arguably one of my favorite things to watch right now. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, like, for me at least, like, subjectively, there's not many other sports that I can watch that keep me on the edge of my seat. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's some, you know, like, I'll watch a little bit of football, you know, uh, you know, I'll watch the Olympics, too. Oh, really? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you what, what's what are uh, you into? Uh, you know, I like watching archery in the Olympics. Okay, really that's cool. like his whole shtick. Yeah. I did archery for like five years. Oh, nice man. I was first in Ontario for two years running. Oh wow! Yeah. You should recurve a compound. Recurve. Bear bow. Nice. Yeah. Bear bow, eh? Yeah, no dude, sights, you, nothing. Dude, you gotta be a baller to shoot a uh, bear bow. Like <laughs> I know. Like, I know. You know, he's wearing a leather jacket. Oh, he's a fucking baller. You don't gotta me? question me. I was the coolest guy you're ever gonna fucking meet like three I, years ago. That, that's like his description in my phone. <laughs> it's like uh, 2000, what was it? 2000 what? <laughs> I don't know, 2015, 16? I think it was 2015 archery, Ontario uh, archery champ. That's so, his thing in my phone. So when you're uh, shooting like a bear bow uh, recurve competitively, like what kind of distances are you shooting from? Like, 25 it goes 10 20 and 35 nice mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll t- so i've pretty much only shot compound yeah and like you know i can pretty much like accurately 25 yeah. 25 yards Did you have and a sight so on that easier. or you got a peep sight you mm. got this little thing that lines up with your actual like you have a sight right yeah and you know, everything lines up. It makes the art a lot easier. I yes. would say, right? I've and, shot compound, and but even when you when you're drawing back, there's let off. Mm-hmm. So when you're uh, shooting a recurve, it's the full weight heavier you're when you're all the way back, right? Mm-hmm. But with uh, with a compound bow, you're shooting with usually release. You should be shooting with release, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know when you're at full draw, like I would shoot a seventy pound. Bow, but when you get to the back, yeah, there's no pressure. It's 15 pounds, yeah. 85% let off or something like that, mm-hmm. and you you can just hold it all day, right? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I yeah. like to uh, I liked having a little sight window when I was shooting compound. I just it kind of took the feeling away from it though, because right. when you're shooting bare bow, it's like you got to know where that bitch is going. You got to take into account how much the arrow is going to go up because mm-hmm. it doesn't just drop. It drops, and the spin actually makes it go upwards as well. Right. What is that called? The uh, aperture paradox or something like that? I can't remember the terminology. Um, so uh, you did that for a while, eh? Yeah, I used to go every Thursday. Nice. Just shoot for an hour and a half. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You ever thought about like hunting or anything like that? I've thought about it, but it's like I, uh, I killed a bird one time on accident. <laughs> kind of flew in front of the arrow <laughs> as I was traveling, <laughs> and it, I didn't feel good about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you were saying something about l- the last time you were on. You were working on getting your firearms license, and you were talking about hunting. Did has anything changed since then? Or yeah, I got my firearms license finally. It took like a a whole year from like actually like uh, taking the course, and um, I just bought my first uh, firearm, which is a pretty cool feeling. What'd you That's get? Cool. Um, I got a nice little twenty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, got a nice little scope on it. It's yeah. All yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god. What that what that cost you? Oh, uh, the 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 firearm itself was like a little less than like five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but the optic I put on it, it's like a nice vortex scope. You can it's like nine times zoom. <laughs> oh, it's got okay. like uh, you know the red to green reticles yeah. you can change, um, and now it's pro- four or five hundred dollars as well. Mm, just yeah, the scope. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. a good amount of money, man. Yeah, you go man. shooting with it. Occasionally, yeah, I've taken some small game with it as well. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah, I've okay. shot a squirrel with it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's dope. Are you looking into like even getting more into hunting? Like in the sense of, are you looking to shooting deer? Because my dad's oh, yeah. just coming back from hunting. Yeah, so. yeah, man. I just like, uh, you know, with with my job, it's all over the place, and it's so hard to like get out for like a week. And and unless you know someone, you have like family here that has land. If you want to hunt deer. You got to go all the way out to like yeah. at least past London, mm-hmm. yeah, at least past London. So, 
Um, but yeah, I have a, I have a uh, crossbow as well. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you posted something on your Instagram not that long ago of you shooting a bow, right? Was I right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a, a nice little... They have a compound bow as well, too. Yeah. I got a whole little, like, a shrine on one of my walls with uh, all my uh, archery equipment. Nice, eh? Where, like, what started that fascination about hunting and all uh, that? So, there's this... Um, a few documentaries that I watch about factory farming. Mm, okay, really yeah, you don't. Yeah, fucked me up, man. It's just really like, uh, um, well, that was just like the, the the first event that happened, and then um, over time I started to like look into how like what these these animals are fed, and like all like how they're just like not. It's not very natural. Right. There's all these like steroids they pump into the animal themselves. Sometimes the the food. You know, mm -hmm. so, um, you know, like chickens shouldn't be growing to full size in three weeks, but they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're feeding them some, you know, steroid food. I don't even know what to call a GMO. It's yeah, like it's GMO. Growth hormones. Yeah. 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 Right. And, and you know, we'd be ignorant to think that stuff doesn't like. <laughs> transfer into us. That's it. how energy works. It doesn't just disappear. Like that energy goes into us. So, you know, um, and like seeing, you know, people around me and, and reading stories about, uh, you know, people having like all these immune problems and uh, them getting off of like these uh, factory farm meats going to more like grass fed and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I feel like that. And then, um, you know, realizing through, you know, like my life and some of my spiritual journey that uh, as brutal as it sounds is that life eats life. There's no mm -hmm. way around it. And right. you can be separated from the process so that you can buy your food at the grocery store or you can pull the trigger or let go of the arrow and, and be responsible for it don't be disconnected from the food chain because i think you know maybe for the last couple hundred years we've been living like this but for two hundred thousand plus years we were living in a way where we were responsible for the food we got we hunted we gathered mm -hmm. now that's not the case you know it's very unfortunate because um a lot of my family hunts, and, uh, like, I, I notice now that I think hunters get a bad rep. Um, I believe I was saying, like, hunters get a bad rep, and I don't I don't necessarily believe that they should get a bad rep. Like, don't get me wrong, there's, in in, in a sense of, like, percentage-wise, there's always going to be a percentage of people in whatever, whatever group you want to say that aren't necessarily, that represent that group, if that makes sense. But I, uh, I think, I don't think, like, I, sh I show these guys all the time, like, videos of, like, animals killing other animals bears eating other bears you know shit like that like that's how they go they get torn up like i watched a video the other day of a lion taking out a gazelle and it, it and it knew what to do which is very impressive like it knew to take out its back legs first it was still alive while they, they were eating it like they were eating its back legs killing it like that's on like don't get me wrong it's unfortunate but that's how nature that's is man i don't is, think <laughs> i don't think hunters you know putting a bullet and not to mention they they hiked for that they, they went into the woods, they sat in the cold, they, they shot it, they then again had to go hike more to go find the animal they shot, and they harvest it, and they go home and they feed their families. I don't I disagree Dude, with people that think that these are evil people. I, so would I, man. I think it's actually a, a lot more ethical than the idea of we're, uh, you know, eating food that comes from cows that are... They don't... They stand in the same spot all their lives. They're, they're, they're shoulder to shoulder... And then they're just pumped, force-fed food, and then you know they they die. They 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 go to the slaughterhouse. You know. Yeah. I feel like 
you know, like you said, animals and nature, there's a few ways they go. You know, they starve to death because, you know, as with age, they, they can't, you know, continue to find the food that they need mm -hmm. um, or they get eaten alive. Right. That, that is just like the hard, cold truth. And I think, like you said, you know, when you, when you, uh, when you take aim at an animal and, and, and you let that bullet fly, you let that arrow fly, uh, that animal, uh, you know, doesn't suffer in the same way that a cow would from being in a little pen. Like... You know, I always use this example, like, there's plenty of studies that say pigs are smarter than dogs, mm -hmm. you know, and we, like, everyone knows how, how smart dogs can be, right, like, man's best friend, but, you know, pigs don't get that same treatment, yeah. right, so. I find it very interesting that those pigs, if you let them out into the wild for, like, a month, they, they get, like, their hair back, they, it's, like, weird, it's, like, their they body. They turn right back into boars. They turn right back into boars. Right boards. back into boars, like, yeah. they never forgot how. Yeah, and yeah. it's, uh, like, that's what interests me. And, you know, you, you're talking about these, these industrial farmers who do do this. There was a man recently on Joe Rogan's podcast, his name is Will Harris, and Will Harris owns uh, White, o White Oak Pastures, and he's, like, a cattle farmer, uh, vegetables, stuff like that. And he actually, over the course of a 20-year span, changed his industrial farm into, like, you know, a natural, you know, you know, letting the cows roam the pastures, like, doing it the proper way. Right. Because he, he, he seen what was happening and seen what was going on. It's like, this isn't, this isn't what I want. This yeah. isn't a, a place where, you know, I, if I want my kids to take this over and I, I want generations to keep taking this farm over, I don't want to live like that. Like, he was even showing a picture of his neighbor's water to his and his neighbor's water was fucking black compared mm -hmm. to his. Like, yeah. like, you can tell the complete difference. Yeah, man. And it's, it's very interesting to me. It's very interesting to me. Like, obviously, there's a demand. There's a lot of motherfucking people here, man. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a demand. I understand that. You know, even with his farm, I don't know how many people. It wasn't necessarily a really significant number of people that he can feed with his farm. But it's like, if more people kind of took this approach maybe we could we could change it and have this but the the thing is you're not going to do that like what like even bill gates buying all this fucking land for more industrial farms like you know what i mean they're even trying to buy some of these people out yeah. they've uh, been buying these people out for like for 100 a, years yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's crazy it's crazy man right. you know it's uh it's a, it's actually a, like a pretty terrifying thing i, I think what we're going to see in maybe our lifetime is uh, a, a massive transition in our in the way we eat and what we eat uh, just for sustainability purposes, um, I think uh, you know first we'll we'll see a mass transition to eating more fish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, except like for you know we're killing the ocean too. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to eat farm-grown fish too. Yes, exactly. But yeah. I, I feel like even even at that point, like uh, you know, farm farmed fish mm -hmm. is probably a little bit healthier. It'll be a little healthier until they. Yeah. Do the same thing they're doing with cows. Well, yeah, yeah, or the same thing they're doing with crops, where they're monocropping the same mm -hmm. place, yeah. and they're destroying the like the um, what's it called the soil. They're yes. destroying the uh, nutrients in the soil, mm -hmm. and uh, there's only so many uses you can use for it. Right. right? Well, before um, you know the the way farmers would work is they wouldn't grow the same crop every sing uh, season. You know, they would change it up. Mm -hmm. They would you know corn and then beans or something they'd right? even grow different crops at the same time in the same field yep. in order to spread the nutrients out more mm -hmm. right. right yeah i don't i don't know if you've ever seen the documentary called sea spiracy yes um that documentary uh, i think they took place in a in a salmon farming 
like where they do sa- like farm salmon, and uh, they actually dye some of the meat. I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember they dye some of it to make it pink yeah. in the mm-hmm. package? Because it's not nat- like it's not like if you were to go fish for it. Yes. That's it's like the frozen. It, don't ever buy frozen fish. No. I, no. I, I learned that quick. Like, uh, I've been trying to eat more of like a pescatarian diet because, like, I feel like uh, like red meats, especially, they just kind of just kind of like mess me up, make me feel. Yeah, there's a lot of health issues with red meat and stuff that's coming out more. Yeah. 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 So I've been trying to eat more fish, and I'll tell you, the tilapia I get from, or in the tilapia and salmon that I get from, like, say. Um, Costco, like fresh, is way better than the you know the the stuff that I get that you can get from like the superstore that's like frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell like you can just taste the nutrition like the nutrition's different. Right. Yeah. It's uh you know I I actually was talking to some guy from the gym, and we were talking about hunt like hunting and specifically, and he goes uh he said that he finds hunting ridiculous because there's no point in it in the sense of, for his. I should mention this guy is also bodybuilding and he doesn't really care for that stuff. Like he doesn't, he's like, I have no reason to go sit in the woods for fucking five hours and maybe see something. And I'm like, I don't know. I think you're looking at it in a different way, man. Like the, the, the food that you're eating is probably not ideal. Like I'm a big chicken guy and it's unfortunate. Like I got to find, I got to find a better source of chicken. You know what I mean? Like, cause I know the chicken I'm eating is not like a breast shouldn't be that big. Oh no. Like a chicken breast shouldn't not. be that big, man. No, no, no. It's crazy. I, I looked at some like, you know, uh, natural chickens right and uh compared to like you know factory farm chickens dude they're double the size mm-hmm. it's like you ever seen those super jacked cows yeah, yeah. like th- that's crazy yeah. yeah that shouldn't that shouldn't and exist. we're and, and like you, you what you said like how everyone's completely like oblivious in the sense of like oh that wouldn't transfer it like most certainly would like we didn't have a lot of health issues a hundred years ago that we have now right like everyone's got allergies right everyone's mm-hmm. like you know like mental mental health is a big thing and i think like you know there i don't know if you've ever heard this uh, this concept that um most of the uh, serotonin in your body the, the the chemical responsible for happiness is produced in your gut mm-hmm. right yes yeah, yeah and that that literally uh dictates how you're feeling like serotonin is the most or one of the most essential uh chemicals in your body right and um it's you know like you with without it you're just gonna be uh sad dull yeah. you know and that's, that's well why think about anything you really eat like imagine uh, go, like don't get me wrong i like mcdonald's or a poutine once in a while oh yeah i love that oh, shit yeah, bro. but fuck when i eat it I'm down. Like, I'm down for the count for a little bit, especially if I've been eating clean for a long time and then I eat something like that. It really, it actually fucks me a lot. And you and you notice it. It makes you feel shitty. It makes you feel run down. And, and, like, I don't know, man. It's it's very interesting because I don't know what to do. Like, I have no idea what the answer is, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I watched that Will Harris guy and his farming obviously seems like the way to go, but I don't know if you can do that for, like, millions of people. No, but you know what? You can't You can't be concerned about the millions of people. you got to be concerned for yourself. Right. Your health, your, your, like, your karma matters first, you know? So, like, I would say your first step is instead of going to, like, Walmart or Superstore, go see a local butcher. Yes, like a small that's business, very good, local yes. local butcher. And you can ask, because oftentimes these people have, um, you know, grass-fed beef, gra- like, uh, you know, uh, free-roam chickens, right. stuff like that. And um, y- you're going to pay a little bit more, but I think in the in the long run, you it's know. It's way better. 
It's way better for you, man. It's way better for you. Well, my dad, uh, I remember when I was doing my meal prep, I forgot to get meat one time, and my dad let me have deer, like gave me some of his deer to eat. That is some of the leanest meat you will like. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. When I open the packet, not a ounce of fat, not like a sliver no, of bit. fat on the thing. Yeah, no, and it's bit. amazing because, you know, they tricked us into thinking like wagyu, like wagyu steak is really good. All it is is fucking fat, man. You just yeah. fatten up a cow, and now we're eating uh-huh. it, and it's like, oh, you got to pay this much because <laughs> oh, look at the marbling. Yeah, it's great. You're right. Maybe it is good. Mm. It's good once in a while, but how? What is that doing to you? Yeah. If you're eating wagyu steaks all the time, man, mm-hmm. like that shit's not really that good for you, man. No, well, the, the reason why it tastes so good to us is because, like, uh, you know, for as long as we've been a species, um, you know, these these fats were important for us because we were, you know, we were in in survival. So when we we were we had the ability to find meat that had some fat to it we would like it you know or like salt for example mm-hmm. salt something that i think you know we probably probably as a species you way too much of and it was much harder to fight to over it dude it used to be like a form of currency yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's right yeah crazy enough well, it had you know? so many uses it made food taste better it preserved food when you were traveling overseas or even for the winter yeah oh yeah like so you know i'm, I'm portuguese and uh uh, like the reason why I've become more pescatarian is because what I've known, like my ancestors ate mostly fish, mm. you know, Portugal's right on the ocean and, uh, you know, for thousands, you know, I'm assuming at least a couple hundred years before me, uh, my ancestors were eating mostly fish. So I've decided, you know, alongside those reasons we were discussing before to like, you know, change my diet to a more like uh, uh, proper like uh in line with how m- my you know my great great parents and, and and their parents ate you know? right right i remember you were saying something about your girlfriend does she maybe eat the same way too like does she take along that lines or so she's from india right and uh so generally they don't eat cow there right right um you know she's not like of the um she, she's not uh the hinduism faith uh, her, her family is more Muslim, and uh, but still, like the cow's not, you know, it's not something you can get pretty, like it's not available there. Like I'm sure you can get it, but it's not like easy to get. They eat more uh, like goat and lamb and fish. I actually love goat, man. It's fantastic. I fucking love goat. Well, like really good goat is fantastic, especially in like a stew or something, top notch. You were talking about fishing too. Do you fish a lot? Dude, it's it's been a, a a little while since I fished, but I think the next time I fish, I'm gonna do uh, bow fishing. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Are, you're like you're like really into it. I I respect that, man. Hell yeah, yeah. bow fishing. That shit's hard. Right. I mm-hmm. bet this guy would be good at it. Here. I I think it'd be cool. I always wanted to try it. Well, see, you know, um, from what I understand about uh, recurve uh, shooting, is is that it's instinctive. A little bit, yeah. Like there's, especially with bear bow, bro. You there's literally nowhere to look. You have the you bow, and you just you shoot one arrow. You think that's where it's gonna go, and if it doesn't, then you change it up. Yeah, that from yeah. from what I've heard, that's called instinctive shooting. Like you a little bit, know yeah. where the arrow's mm-hmm. going. After right? a while, you kind of build like an idea of what the trajectory is gonna be like. Right. So that's kind of what it is with the bow fishing, because mm-hmm. um, you know, in the places they do it, they'll they'll run a boat, and the fish will kind of almost like. You know, some it depends on what kind of fish, but th- there's places where they, uh, it's like carp, and yeah. when you drive the boat over, they'll jump out of the water, mm. 
and these guys will shoot the fish right in the air. Out of the air, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy stuff. I saw this video of a guy boat fishing off the top of a dam. He was like, I don't know, 250 feet up, shot an arrow. Arrow hit it. He was reeling that bitch in for like 10 minutes because <laughs> he had to drag it up the whole side of the dam. Right. <laughs> that's <I>, uh, crazy. <laughs> I, there's this guy named Mike, uh, I think his name's Mike Roy. Mike Rowe? I think it's Mike Rowe. But he had this show called Dirty Jobs. And have you you have heard of this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, yeah. You, have you ever seen the episode where he's talking about tilapia? And I, oh, fuck, I don't remember where it's at. I know tilapia are bottom feeders. They're yeah. considered pretty dirty fish. But listen, like, oh, fuck, this is gross. <laughs> so it's like a sanitation plant, like where you're, the waste goes. Yeah, you're cleaning the shit. Yeah. And they throw fish in there mm-hmm. to help clean with the tanks and yeah. stuff like that. And then they sell that fish after. Yeah, no. why not? Why not? That was on Dirty Jobs, man. Oh, man. So. Nowhere safe, bro. Oh, nowhere so, safe. You got to procure your energy by yourself. You know <sighs> what I mean? Like. It just, it made me, oh. Like, I seen that and I'm like, oh, what else am I like? Because I've bought so much, like, me thinking it was good. Like, at the time when I was, yo- like, younger and I started doing my weight loss thing, buying meat at the grocery store, I was thinking I was doing the right thing. Like, I wasn't, you know, I didn't look that far into it. But now, like, the more shit you learn... Bro, there was even something not that long ago. I think the states put it out, and they were trying to say, like, they were trying to say mini wheats on on the chart, like, of what's good to eat. Mini wheats were healthier than ground beef. And I was like, what? How does that even work, dude? Uh, How does that work? So they're like, they would rather you eat mini wheats. There was, like, even Twinkies. Twinkies was up before ground beef. I, I can imagine. I, I've, like, uh, read these things where they link red meat or high consumption of red meat to cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But, like, I don't think... Dude, a Twinkie compared to ground beef? I don't depends know, where man. you're getting the ground oh. beef from. I guess it depends where you're getting the ground beef from, but yeah, I couldn't yeah. imagine a Twinkie, man, Dude. with all the chemicals in it. Like, Think half the shit you can't even read. Ground beef. When's the last time you had a Twinkie? Because they're actually pretty fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they? You enjoying a Twinkie? Oh, yeah, bro. Like, if, if I'm feeling good, like a degenerate, <laughs> oh, I'll, yeah? I'll go pick up, a, uh, like, a pack of Twinkies. Like, the three that you get from the yeah. convenience stores. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What was, the, like, your diet during wrestling, then? Um, mostly chicken and fish. Chicken you know, fish. very low in the, on the carbohydrates, um, uh, heavy in protein. If I was cutting weight, so, dude, I used to walk around at, like, 165 and wrestle at 120. One, sorry, 126. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it that's was a, like a lot of weight to cut, dog. Dude, that's, that's so why, much weight. Yeah, dude, that's why I have no sympathy when fighters uh, don't make weight. It's your I'm job. Like, yeah, like, dude, it wasn't even my job. I was just doing it as a, a high school and university sport and a I was making weight. It sucked. Did you ever see when Oliveira didn't make weight and he had to lose his title because of that? And he still had to fight and lose his title? <laughs> Fought, won, but still gets stripped of it because you didn't make weight. Mm-hmm. That's your job, yeah, man. Yeah, it's your job. Like, I can't imagine not, like, making weight, you know? Dude, and talking about, like, uh, the process of, of cutting weight, it's intense. I believe it. Like, sitting in the sauna, like, I used to sit in the sauna with the garbage bag on and a sweater on top. And I remember like Going lifting up, it. lifting up my shirt with the garbage bag on, and uh, it's like someone just poured this drink. Salsa, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see guys put like uh, the exercise bikes in the sauna too. 
and they'll do that. That's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, I feel like I'd have a heart attack if I did that. I remember uh, I had a buddy that was uh, doing a fight, and he had to lose eight pounds. Like he he weighed he weighed in the day before, and didn't it didn't make, so he had to weigh in the morning after, and he had to so for eight hours he had to be in a sauna and lose like eight pounds. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah, and he was like, you could actually really tell the difference once like someone has all the water and like that's why you don't drink water like it's like oh i'm sweating like a motherfucker i can you don't hydrate man no. you, mm. you do that for like yeah, you yeah. ever watch those guys with the they have like the chap lips because yes. they're going to weigh in and after that they're probably so happy to be done that Dude, I'll, I'll break you down the process of what i used to do yeah go ahead okay so um there's this thing this is a concept called water loading so what you do is, and this is probably really unhealthy, and cutting weight's not healthy at all, right? Like, yeah. you, you need water, but it's part of the sport. It's been part of the sport for pretty much its conception, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, a couple days before you would start sitting in the sauna, you would drink an ab absurd amount of water. And basically what that does is it flushes all the salt out of your system. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, in your body, salt retains uh, fat, mm -hmm. and um, when you don't have all that salt, yeah. your body burns the fat, bur and, and it releases the water really quickly. Um, so it was, uh, you know, I, I, w once you were finished water loading, you would, uh, the day before, or two days before, uh, yeah, it was two days before you'd take like uh, an hour, you know, you'd take 15 minute sauna sessions, you'd do it for an hour. An hour and 15? So you do 15 minute sessions, but for an hour. Ooh, so you do okay. four 15 minute sessions. So you don't die? Yeah. yeah, that's the first day. And for me, if, if I was at 165, 160, uh, around that, that would bring me down to like, you know, 150, 200, and, you know, a little bit over 150. And then the next day was the day where you really suffered. Like, the first day I would just go in, you know, just the, like, shirt off in the sauna, you know, uh, just taking sips of water. And then the second day, right before weigh-ins, it would be, you know, you're, you're cutting, like, you know, a pretty significant amount of, of weight. And uh, it was very difficult. There was times where I spent, like, you know, on the bike and then going in the sauna. And, you know, it would be like a three- or four-hour process. And when you finally made weight, you'd be shaking. Your whole body would just be... Oh, yeah, you'd probably feel like shambles. Dude, it was rough. And in, in, in high school, uh, you know, in the Ontario uh, system, it was like Wexa, Swasa, and Offsa. Right. And you'd have to make weight every single time. And these tournaments were only like a month Apart, apart from each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like... Would you try to stay like a lower weight if you knew that, if you got past the next round? Yeah, the first, Wexa was always the hardest because like, you know, I kind of let myself go, gain a little bit of weight, but like, you know, Swass would be like 155 and then, you know, be, you know, be around there. It wouldn't be like a 30 pound weight cut like the first time. Damn, but, man, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, so like, you know, I... I, I when I see fighters, like, I totally understand what they're going through. Like, I think a lot of people don't realize the whole process. Well, no, because most fans that watch fighting are just there to watch dudes kick the shit at each other. They don't know, like, they don't give a fuck that they weigh the same. Yeah. I mean, there's weight classes for a reason, right? Like, Francis Naganu, like, that guy, Francis, 
he has to lose weight to make 265. He has to lose weight. That's the cap for heavyweight, right? That's a cap for heavyweight, bro. Like, this guy... So, this guy maybe fights at, like, 272. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And he, and he has the record for the hardest-hitting punch on the planet. That guy's a monster. That guy is crazy. Have you ever heard that guy's story? No. That I guy haven't. had to cross... Uh, he wanted to get into France, but he had to go to, like, through Morocco. And every time he was trying to cross the border... They would catch him and send him back to the desert to die nine different times. Jeez. Nine different times. And just because he wanted to go to France to box, that's all he wanted to do. Damn, man. That's a story. Like, that's a guy yeah. that actually had to go through it. And he's uh, arguably one of the greatest heavyweight champs of the planet. How's he doing now? Like, is he... Uh, he's doing pretty good, but they, I think the UFC's fucking him around a bit. I think he, rumor has it he's supposed to be fighting. He's supposed to be fighting near the beginning of next year. I'd like to see him fight. He's a fucking sure. animal, dude. When was the last time he fought? Like, uh, no, it wasn't Stipe Miocic. Um, but he not like Stipe Miocic. He made that guy look fucking like he's never fought a day in his life. Unreal, dude. Just a different level, you it's, know. It, and his hands are like so heavy. I've I've watched him fight, and and he swings, and it's like a it's like a piston. It doesn't even look like a human punch. It comes <laughs> out so fast and so heavy. I don't think that guy's human. Dude, dude you <laughs> could not pay me enough money to fight him for a minute. No, because like, your your brain's probably gonna be scrambled after I that. I feel like he would cave in my skull. Like, <laughs> like again, weight classes for a fucking reason. Yeah. Bro, he was. There's a video of uh, Ryan Garcia. He's a boxer. And he's yes, like, uh, I, I think he's a lightweight boxer. Yeah, he's a smaller guy. Yeah, he's a smaller guy. Fast. But he's quick. He's so and fast. And they're doing that, uh, they're doing the thing where they wear the big pad and they're punching. And Francis Ngannou's laughing at him because it doesn't hurt. Like, he's not moving him. <laughs> like, he's just like, that's funny. Francis is probably double the size of the guy. Which is know? funny because Gymshark sponsors Francis now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which, I, like, I mean, I don't care. Like, the, I just find it ironic that it's like, yeah, we're going to, we'll sponsor Francis. You know, they're more of like a gym type apparel type of company. Well, he, he he's a pretty built dude. He's a built motherfucker. Yeah, man. Search up, uh, can we search up Francis Naganu real quick? Yeah, yeah. I, I bet you if you search up Francis, his last name will come up right away. Honest to God, I think he's the scariest man on the planet. Maybe. Yeah. He may be the scariest man yeah, on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like holy fuck, dude! Imagine you're 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 standing across the octagon, and they're like, "Yeah, go fight this motherfucker, go fight that guy real quick." That man has. They said like he has the punch of like one of the heart, like a, a, a Ford Escape. The punch of a Ford Escape. Yeah, dude. The endurance of a Ford Focus. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's imagine someone saying your your punch is so hard that it's a car. Like it's a. It's That'd a, be a crazy spot. I've, I've heard that that fact. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know the, the specifics about it, but I remember seeing something about it. Oh man. But yeah, man, that's all he does, and that and it's funny because like, the, look at that one yeah, right there in the left <laughs> corner with his arms up like this. Like, look at his lats, dude. Like, his lats just fucking hang off his body. And, and the thing is, is, like, that's, like, the super efficient uh, body physique for fighting. Right. Like, he's got it down. Like, you can't be too built because you'd just be carrying around too, mus too much muscle. But It's hard to believe that, like, he's actually, like, 270. Like, it's really, like, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Because I, I, I would imagine it would be hard to fight at 270, but I guess, like, if no one's knocking you the fuck out, you know, who gives a shit? Oh, Cyril Gaon, that's who he fought. And Cyril Gaon is a fucking absolute animal, dude. He's straight up mounting that dude. Yeah. Dude, Cyril Gaon is the, one of the fastest heavyweights on the planet, 
and he made him just look stupid. Made him look so dumb. No, no offense to Siragon. I know I just completely shit on him <laughs> what there. What a but fucking idiot. What a <laughs> fucking idiot. No, but like th- that's what I mean, dude. Like those guys. Again, reason that there is a weight class. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. You know um, when I used to wrestle, um, I felt like. Oftentimes, like, the weight class I was in was, a, like, it, it, in, the, in the winter area when I was in high school, it was not, like, competitive enough for me. So I'd wrestle, like, you know, one or two weight classes above what I wrestled. And you can tell the difference. Like, I always tell t- told people, like, it, when someone's, like, kind of equally skilled, mm-hmm. 10 pounds makes a world of a difference. I always used to say, like, imagine a 10-pound a, a, a weight, like a 10-pound vest on you. While you're fighting. Oh, fuck. That's what, that's what it would be like. Have you ever heard the Mike Tyson story of how he started boxing? No. So, he, obviously, he grew like, he didn't have a mom and dad. Um, grew up uh, where, I forget his coach's name, but his coach took him in, teached him boxing, and said that, and kind of like, I don't, I don't want to use the word necessarily manipulate because it ended up working out in his fucking favor, but manipulated him into saying, like, nothing else matters. The only thing that matters is you knocking out the guy in front of you. Nothing else matters. If you lose it, it like, you're worthless, yeah, pretty much. I've, I've heard that he can, like, the, his coach pretty much conditioned him. Con- conditioned him to be yeah. like that. And the when they first brought him to fight, Mike Tyson was huge. He was 13 years old. And they he go they're like, how old is the boy? And he's like, he's, he's 13 years old. And the... Uh, they're like, that boy is not 13. And they're like, okay, how old do you think he is? And they're like, they're like 16. He's like, go, go, let, okay, you're going you're gonna to go fight 16-year-olds. And he won. And beat 16-year-olds and won. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Because, like, I feel like at, at that age, you know, when you're, the difference between the strength of a 13-year-old and a, and a 16-year-old is pretty, di- like, there's a big difference. I think the, the scariest Mike Tyson I've ever personally seen is the Mike Tyson after him getting out of prison. Out of prison? Out of prison. I always like the picture of him, like, right after you bit that guy's ear off, all the oh, cops surrounding field? him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That, yeah. that was a good photo. But it's him after prison, because he couldn't do anything in prison but work out, so he actually yeah. had, like, visible abs, like, real fucking visible abs, and he came in there. And, bro, like, I think personally, in my personal opinion, if I had to stand across from that guy, and the way he just locked eyes with you, he didn't let he didn't let go of you until you got and then as soon as that bell went it was on dude and it was always every weekend who is Mike Tyson gonna knock out for like the longest fucking time bro for like the longest time and he still got it did you watch that uh, fight with uh, uh, Royce Jones Jr. Yes he honestly like don't get me wrong they're both a little older like you can tell that Mike Tyson is a little older but he still got it man like oh, he yeah. still has oh, it oh yeah. And yeah. he got, and after his career, he got really fat. Remember, he was in The Hangover. Yeah, he got really big. And then all of a sudden, he just got out of nowhere. He was like, "I was doing too much shrooms." The way he stopped was, he's like, <laughs> "I was, I did shrooms every morning before I went and worked out, and the weight started talking to me." <laughs> so, so he said, <laughs> "He's like, oh, okay." So, so his wife gave him shit because he was like, you know, tripping. He was on the ground, and he's like, "They're talking to me. They're talking to me." And he's and his wife's yelling. I was like, "I told you not to fucking take shrooms every morning." go work out and then uh, that's when he, he stopped doing that and he actually got his shit together and he was like I want to go fight now and then did bro, it. like uh, I watched that uh, interview with him and Joe Rogan before he went and fought Roy Jones Jr. and Joe said I wish the table was bigger because I was terrified to sit across from him because he wasn't joking like every time Joe would try to joke with him he's like what are you laughing about like what are you yeah. like I'm serious I'm gonna I want to hurt him 
Like it, it, he said, it, 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 he said fighting brought him the same thing like sex did. When a guy says that, yeah, that's deep. That's <laughs> deep oh, yeah, shit. He meant yeah, that yeah. shit with his he, heart. <laughs> if a guy says like I I mean this, this this is my life. Fuck it. The guy owned tigers. The guy was in prison. Was like, hey, can I own tigers? And like, you know, they were like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that before, Mike. I don't know. Tigers. I don't know. <laughs> when I get out of here, make sure there's two tigers at my house. <laughs> and that was it. Like, On it. <laughs> yeah, Mike Tyson's uh, quite the character, man. You ever watch yeah. his show, uh, Mike Tyson Mystery Squad? You showed me it. Yeah. I love that fucking show. I watched it all in one day. I like his podcast. His podcast is good. He gets deep with it, man. I've actually listened to his podcast a few times. It's it's deep. Like he even yeah. had Terry Crews on the one time. They get they get deep with it. Like especially, it's so hard to you know you don't realize like especially like you know we're talking about great fighters, but sometimes we don't know their backgrounds. Like whether it's Francis, whether it's you know Mike Tyson, like all these guys had such hard lives. Like the the one thing that made me really sad when I was listening to one of his podcasts, he was talking about his daughter that he lost. His daughter was six or something like that, and he lost her. And he's, he talks about it, and it was like, you know, you don't realize. It, it doesn't hit you because you think of just all great moments they had, and you don't see maybe, like, the <clears throat> the, the background of maybe these people or, or their lives outside yeah, of fighting. Like the right? human. Right. Like, yeah. they're, they're human. But, you know, you know, sometimes I think that gets away from some people sometimes. You know, like, they're not just athletes. They're, they're more than that. And, you know, that's a, you know, you, first of all, you get hit for a living. So that that's not not doing good any yeah. good for your mental health yeah, at man, all. Fighters don't have long careers. No, they even don't. The best. Like even it was so sad to see Muhammad Ali near the end. Oh yeah, man! And even rough. even like you know you see him and Mike together, and Mike goes, no, 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 he's the best. He's the best. I'm no, I'm nothing. And I, my <laughs> argument is like I personally think, in my personal view. I think Mike Tyson's the greatest boxer of all time. I know it's controversial. You know, but I was actually going to ask you that. Who do you think the greatest boxer is? And like. I feel like just on pure intimidation factor, uh, Mike Tyson takes it. Mm. He, he's definitely like one of the best. Like, obviously, I think for his character, and uh, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali's pr- like pretty close. Right. It, it's a hard decision for sure. Um, but uh, why would you? Who do you say? Uh, probably Mike Tyson. I would agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Like in, in the it, like, just the fact that. Everyone was scared shitless of him. <laughs> like I think people didn't know what they were getting into. No. <laughs> when you signed that contract, I don't think people realized what the fuck was actually. Two point five million dollars. I'll beat any mother. Oh, it's Tyson. It's I don't know, man. That man owns tigers. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How many tigers that guy got? Nah, that's too many tigers. Bro, and then like where he, he he's so funny. Even during like his press conference, and someone talks shit to him, he's like, "I'll kill you right now." I'll kill you. <laughs> in this all in front of everybody, I'll kill you right now. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You know, um, the interesting thing about Mike uh, uh, Mike Tyson is his, like, whole spiritual journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah right. Uh, you know, like, because, like you were saying, like, uh, he had a lot of trauma from everything that happened in his life, like, from the way, like, his coach conditioned him to literally be, like, a killer. Like, I, I can only think boxing. Right. right. And then, you know, the things that happened with his family, like, he uh, he had quite the spiritual growth. And it was it was pretty nice to see, you know, like uh, he's he's still all about the psychedelics. He's still about oh yeah. fuck, that guy's <laughs> always about him. I what yeah. he was on some podcast not that long ago, and they just gave him a handful of fucking mushrooms and yeah, I know what you're talking about. Just just fucking chomping them down. Just and then uh, there was some guy like he was like he was also smoking weed on there, and uh, <laughs> you know he's Mike's trying to hand it to people, and no one no one wants it. 
and he, he hands it to one guy and he goes no no man I'm good he goes stop being a fucking bitch <laughs> <laughs> and when Mike Tyson calls you a bitch sorry about that Mike yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't give a fuck yeah sure Mike whatever yeah, I'd pop anything action. that Mike Tyson gave me if he called me a bitch immediately after right. I was like yeah you're right man you'd feel fucking obligated but then the guy was like no man I, I'm just uh, you know I'm becoming sober now I've been sober for a little bit and then the guy's like oh this ain't shit <laughs> Mike's <laughs> like, this ain't shit. Man. Come on, man. Yeah, I think that's so funny. I don't know. He he has had a spiritual journey, though. Yeah, man. I feel like it definitely changed him a lot. Um, you know, changes like, everyone. What about uh, any more spiritual journeys for you as of lately? You been to church recently? Uh, yeah, you been to church. <laughs> Welcome back to church. Yeah. No, no, no. You know what? Actually, I think uh, me and my partner we're gonna go to uh, Costa Rica. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, not just to, like, you know, see the sights and everything. We're going to do uh, ayahuasca. I was Costa Rica? That's I was baller. about to ask you that. I've heard yeah. so many people recently about doing ayahuasca. Well, and they have very eye-opening experiences there. Well, the thing is, is, like, you know, under under the guidance of, like, a shaman, you know, like, it, it kind of behaves like other psychedelics. Um, but the difference is, is you're in a space where there's someone who helps you guide like guides you through the experience and what happens to people i feel it's kind of what happened to me in my first like psychedelic experience is it opens uh their soul up and it makes them realize you know the the character they've been playing and it makes them see into the character they've been playing and that uh kind of kicks your ass in a good way where you know it definitely doesn't feel comfortable when it's happening but what it does is it you know shows you that uh you know, maybe the parts of your character that um, you need to work on and are the things that you've been running from in your life. So, um, you know, for, for me, I feel like the purpose of me going to Costa Rica and, and, and uh, having this experience is to, like, you know, um, like, I'm a, uh, by like, by trade, I'm a tattoo artist. That's what I do for a living. Um, but, like, I, I want to express in like every way that I can like what I like I want to, to make I want to design and and I feel like that that's what I'm going there for at least just to have my eyes opened on what what av avenues are open for me to, to create to design to change um, and uh, you know it really opens people's minds like I, I feel like if anyone has the opportunity to do it like you know like the last time bro like mm -hmm. I was here bro like I, 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 how was that? Like, if you don't mind me asking, you. it was uh, it was good. I um, I don't know. I felt like a lot of things. To be quite honest with you, I didn't. I don't. Um, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I wasn't. You know, sometimes you like to think you're open minded, and in a lot of ways, and ideally, uh, I, I would say I'm more. I felt like a lot of like passion. Uh, to be quite honest, like passion for like the people that were around me. Like I, I really. I'm trying to find the word, sorry. It's just more like, you know, I realized that I have good people around me that I care about. Yeah. That's the first thing that I noticed. And I another thing I noticed is that as a human species, we argue about some of the dumbest shit on the planet. And I really felt like we were connected. I actually, we like, I went down Riverside Drive and the sun was setting. And that You're was... Welcome. Yeah, he drove me. He was, <laughs> he was actually watching me. He drove me. <laughs> And it was, you know, you, you felt like a lot of things. Like, I felt like, you know, connect, like, you know, connection in the sense of, you know, I think everyone feels that 
Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That for the first time, like, yeah, kind of it sense opened, of... It, dude, not even the first day. It straight up opens your soul. Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I feel like one of the uh, big things it, it does is, like, it uh, makes you realize that you're not so much different than everyone else around you. We live in a society where I think everyone's trying to be different, you mm-hmm. know? But, like, there's beauty in the fact that we're all similar because we can, like... Uh, we can come together and we can uh, help each other with our traumas, with our problems, you know, but uh, go on. It's just, it, you know, you saying that, it, it's just like, because, you know, you would come out of that too after thinking all that. And, you know, you realize, like, that's not necessarily the case. I feel like a lot of people are divided in very many ways. Yes. And it's very unfortunate. Cause it's it was, super it, unfortunate. And, and, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, I, w- I almost wish, like, I, I noticed that it could probably help a lot of people in the way of, you know, there, there's obviously studies with PTSD patients. Oh, yeah. um, and recently, a, a Navy SEAL named Ben Johnson got the okay from a, a governor or something like that to do it, to, to go ahead with him growing psychedelics. Not here, it's in the States. But the only reason he got that approval was because nine other Navy SEALs that also have PTSD went there. And you know what is it's mind-blowing to make these people go overseas, do some horrific shit, and try to integrate them back into, like, okay, come back. Like, this is it. And it doesn't work. Those dudes Thanks for us. For, come on back. It's cr- yeah. insane yeah, to it, think and that. it doesn't work. I mean, like, the reason why it, it, these things work for these people is because it, it, it uh, you know, from my experience with them, and I, I'd say, like, I'm quite the psychonaut, like, you know, I don't have a religion, but if I were to have a religion, it'd be like psychedelics. Like my, like I'll, I don't, you know, maybe you do them twice a year, three times a year, and um, I, they, they give you a different relationship with your trauma. You know, they let you see your trauma not from your eyes, mm-hmm. but from something above your eyes. Right, I can agree with that. Sense. So. Uh, these people who have PTSD, like, I, I, I don't have any sort of, like, deep trauma like that, but the trauma that I did have, like, and everyone carries a little bit of trauma in them, is, uh, you know, my first, and even even still when I do them, the trauma that I've uh, accumulated through the past, it lets me see it without my ego attached. And the ego's uh, in, your, in, in you to... to protect you from the things that might make you feel uncomfortable, might hurt you, and psychedelics separate you from the ego. That's their main function, uh, in my experience at least, and they let you see it from a higher perspective. So for these people who have PTSD from going to war, these super traumatic things, you know, like I can't even imagine what these people are, are going through, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and the idea that, you know, these things have been like uh, demonized for so long, it's a... It's one of the biggest crimes, I, I think, that humanity's ever experienced, like in the 60s and the 70s, where, you know, people were trying to bring these to light. You know, these things will be good for the mask, like the collective of people. And the government was like, nah, nah, nah fuck you, we're just going to What, you're not going to support our war effort? Nah, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll just throw, <laughs> like, crack and heroin into, the, in, into all these communities and That'll brainwash it, right? You, you know, know, and I, like I said with my thing, I did feel more compassionate towards others. I felt like a lot of things, like it was weird because we were, we were, he was driving me around and I was like looking at like it was it, like it would be here if that makes sense like it was in my face so like you're watching you know families go for a walk and you know what kind of hit me is I've already said it on here before but most people most individuals are just trying their best they're just trying to get through the day they're trying to do what is right maybe for their family and, and maybe for their life and I and you know I, I kind of admire that 
for a lot of people. And I think that's, you know what, and it, it is crazy that governments have sh- shut it down. And, you know, you said something last time on, on the podcast where you came and you said, I think every single uh, politician should take five grams of mushrooms. And I can probably agree with that. I think I would 100% agree with that. You know what I think it would do? It would make the people who realize, uh, it would make people realize. It would make people greedy. That's what I noticed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think what it would do in the mass majority, uh, you know, in in these politicians is it would, the people who aren't suited for it, the people who realize their actions are hurting others, they would be a lot more uh, conscious about the fact that these decisions they're making, uh, you know, might be to please their uh, donors or, you know, the people. The lobbyists. The law, yeah, 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 that. You know, um, they'd be a lot more conscious of it because, like, I, I feel one of psychedelics' main actions is it is it it takes away the separation from the individual, makes you realize you're part of a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, like I say this a lot, but it's like you know the laws of thermodynamics state that you know like everything's energy. Like I'm energy, you're energy, this table's energy. Everything is like just atoms vibrating. We're all very similar. You know, it's uh, it's lucky that we get to experience this reality from an individual perspective, but we're all so connected. And um, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that kind of like plagues our societies is this this difference that, that we all think we have. It's like you see in politics today, it's like, uh, you know, um, you know, left wing versus right wing and then you, you all these other things that are, are, are like that where there's just this polarity this difference as people just like butting heads it's uh, it's sad to see you know maybe i spend too much time on twitter but uh, i definitely see a lot of it when i'm like damn you know like five grams of mushrooms would really do these people some justice you know it's their really fucking hand them their out. Own personal yeah. issues man it's uh division is important for society, it feels just to continue the the regular flow of uh, like commerce. You need to have an enemy. You need to have someone to hate. Oh yes, it's been like that forever. It's a yeah. our tribal nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always got to be an need, enemy. You need a, yeah. a separate tribe. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of sad. Yeah, right? it is kind of sad. But you're right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The fact that we need someone to be against. I think as people we're kind of problem solving machines. Mm-hmm. I, I think we see that in like a lot of people where you know we. I, we live pretty easy lives before, you know, like there's people like uh, pillaging villages and, you know, mm-hmm. people sword fighting and shit. And, you know, like everyone was dying early. And it's like now we live till we're 85 and yeah. we work office jobs. And, uh, but, uh, you know, people don't have problems, so we make problems. And, and you see it with all these, like, these, these little social issues we have, these uh, political issues we have. It's... Um, even if it's not those, they can find something else. They oh, yeah. always, they always oh, yeah. have something. It's yeah, always yeah, it's race, r- culture, yeah, anything to make make you hate another person. Yeah, it's but it's at what point do we evolve as a people where we no longer need division in order to thrive, where we can t- like seek unity, like even through psychedelics or even just having discussions openly yeah. with other people, realizing that everyone's almost exactly the same. We all just have different experiences that shaped our minds to what they are now. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you, man. I totally agree with you. Do you mind if we take a little bit of a break? Yeah, we can take a break, yeah. All right, fantastic. I was right. saying a little yeah. earlier about, uh, you know, the the, the, the plan to uh, go to Costa Rica. What made you choose Costa Rica? Is that just the spot? Well, you know, I, I'm kind of like, um, I, I'm a fan of, like, biology. I'm a fan of, like, uh, animals, 
uh, and how evolution works and all how all the different things that evolve to like be perfectly suited for their environment and um, I'm probably just uh, you know uh, reading something out that I read from the internet but something like uh, some crazy amount like percentage of the biodiversity that exists in Costa Rica is higher than anywhere else on the planet like the amount of plants the amount of animals we can try and find that out yeah, that'd be cool. It's some, like, pr pretty in intense percentage of, like, animals. Do you think that's because of where it was evolved from or just the fact that we've taken over so much other space? Well, it's just, like, Costa Rica, like, it's a, a, a very a good, uh, like, there's lots of different plants, right? What is she, lots sorry, of don't mean to cut you. What is she searching up again? Oh, just, like, uh, you know. Percentage uh, of biodiversity. Yeah, like, how much, diver uh, like, biodiversity there is in Costa Rica. There's just, like, a, a lot of different species there. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure more than, like, most places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to see the numbers here because I, I, I remember reading something uh, about it. But um, probably just because... Yeah, there's, like, so many different birds, um, so many different reptiles, like, bugs. Yeah, look at that. That's crazy. 5% of the estimated species on Earth. That's nuts. <laughs> In one little place. Well, Damn. It's not a little, but you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, right? one yeah. local area yeah, that has 5% yeah. of all the animal species on Earth. <laughs> right. Like, that, you know, in thinkable places like you know, Costa Rica doesn't have massive land mass like Russia or Canada. Right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the fact that there's all these different animals, like, that's really cool. Like, even as an artist, for me, like, what what kind of geeks me out is a uh, creature design so like you know um if i could tattoo uh something i like every single time i would do like uh animals and stuff like that like creatures animals like uh like dragons and stuff like that you know like creature design is, is what i'm about so the fact that uh you know going to costa rica would give me like inspiration it would show me all these different creatures that exist like it's different man you know you know when you see um an animal like through a picture is different than when you see it in person. Oh fuck yeah, yeah man! You know, like we, how many times you looked at a fucking elephant over a picture, a video, it doesn't hit you. But when people say they see elephants in people in person, it's like the most incredible thing ever. Like imagine an animal that weighs, uh, you know, the uh, same the same amount as two F one fifties. You know, like yeah. two giant. Uh, trucks i rode an elephant once i'm not proud of it did you actually yeah at uh renaissance fair in detroit damn or i think it was in detroit but renaissance fair they used to have an elephant ride how was it yeah, yeah. well was. you just ride it in a circle and you could tell the elephant was not happy about it yeah but well, uh, it was cool it's fucking badass you're pretty high up i'd guess you, yeah it probably it was. wasn't even that that big of an elephant you no, know but there's those it's impressive oh yeah. right. there's those ones. african elephants mm -hmm. man that are like like 12,000 pounds yeah. <laughs> more than that and they're like you know 12 feet at the hip and they got tusks you know like yeah six feet long like, what the fuck yeah dude. Oh, that man. thing exists like i i can't why even, is that out there i can't even <laughs> picture it bro like the biggest thing i've seen in fucking uh, windsor ontario is a goddamn turkey What's like really? Oh wow! Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever drove through the county and you see a whole bunch of turkeys yeah, just yeah. chilling out? Yeah. What's Dude, like one animal you've always wanted to see in person? A jaguar. A jaguar. Oh damn, that's a good answer, bro. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't even know what I'd want to see. 
Dude, I'd like to see a blue whale. Dude, I was going to say blue whale. Dude, yeah. I'm pissed off you said that. I was going to say blue whale. <laughs> Bro, those things are fucking insane. Massive. They're insane. They're the, well, okay, is it blue? Uh, blue whales are the biggest animal. Yeah, on the, the biggest mammals yes. on the planet, yeah. Yeah, biggest animal. Like, yeah. just, just period. Just period, yeah. Yeah. Can you search up for me how uh, how heavy uh, uh, blue whales are? Oh, dude, it was something stupid. Yeah, like, like, hundred, I, like 100 tons or something. You can put like a Honda that. Civic in its heart. Yeah. <laughs> you can put a Honda <laughs> Civic in that bitch. <laughs> Fuck. Whoa! <laughs> Holy oh. shit! One hundred fifty thousand kilograms, dude. Three hundred thousand pounds. I feel pounds. like I could swim into its like the the the, the thing that it shoots out water, like blowhole. The, the blowhole, blow yeah. yeah. I could just swim in. Was I right with three hundred thousand pounds? My, my boy, so good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? Oh, it's three hundred thirty thousand pounds. Wow. You talk about the blowhole, fucking yeah, my boy could, Nemo. My boy Nemo got on that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out front of the show. Shout out Nemo. Dude, that's wild. Yeah, dude. Those they, they're just like alarmingly big. Can you see that picture right to the right where it shows uh, all the different animal sizes? Like, or sorry, yeah, to the right. Like, no, no, no not that one. It's a little laggy. You, you know it. where you see the dinosaur leg? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. These are all the, like, I assume the biggest animals that ever existed. Damn, Damn look at the T-Rex. It's just so small. Damn, Holy that fuck. That orca ain't shit. That orca ain't shit. <laughs> orcas are pretty fucking massive. Dude, orcas are so <laughs> badass. Yes. <laughs> they fuck up sharks. They fuck for fun. They Dude, do it for fun. They, they don't even care, bro. Just they like don't a gang. sharks. It's like a gang of orcas <laughs> will just fuck up a shark. Bro, they're, they're homies. They're homies. It's we nuts. should make that the photo for this. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's crazy. Like the orcas are actually pretty intelligent. Yeah, they, they, are, they yeah. have strategies. Like say, if there's like an ice sheet and there's uh, um, a seal on top, they'll all swim together and and sink, and they'll uh, like put up their tail at the same time and make a wave that will break the ice. Right. To, to fuck up the seal. <laughs> God damn, dude. You know we're so ignorant to think that we're the most intelligent species on the planet. We had this conversation but, but last time. Hear, yeah. yeah, yeah, hear me out. Whales and dolphins, they can speak, uh, you know, from miles away. Right. You know, be like, yo, yo, what up, homie? Yeah. Sup, from, bitch? like, 60 miles away. <laughs> they, they had yeah. the internet before we did. They had yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were on some other shit. They dog. do it, bro. They just don't have fucking thumbs. The yeah. reason why we're so, like, advanced and shit is because we got these these things. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Which is crazy to think. But they, they have it down pat. You Dude, know what I mean? They, I, they're perfectly adapted their environment. Oh. And so, it's like, jumping to dolphins. Those those things are smart. Mm-hmm. Dolphins are really smart, dude. They help people like from drowning in like yeah, tsunami and shit. Bro, I've heard that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. They they so uh, uh, cross species compassion is a sign of uh, like intelligence, like a lot of intelligence. And so apparently, some sort of the dolphin's brain, the frontal cortex, I believe, is twenty five percent larger than the human brain, mm-hmm. and the frontal cortex is responsible for like reasoning and compassion. Right, and the f- and that's probably why you know they're like, oh, there's this fucking idiot drowning in the water. This <laughs> 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 motherfucker can't even swim. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, they got dolphins, but they can't swim. <laughs> what the fuck? Right? Yeah, yeah. We'll help yeah. them out. It's whatever, bro. They're doing us a service. They're like, what the fuck's with these fucking advanced <laughs> apes? What's going on over yeah, here? Yeah. 
and, and we're ignorant enough to think we're the smartest fuckers on this. Oh, place. dude. Get out of here. You, you got to save us from drowning, bro. <laughs> but you were talking about orcas, but I watched this whole documentary on orcas, and I was saying it not that long ago on the podcast. My favorite one was this, like, the, each group, which I love, I call them a gang. I call them pods. a gang. They're pods, but I like to call them gangs. It's because they look badass coming in. You know what they're I mean? Really so they're, like, these gangs of orcas. They all have their different things. Like, the one where you're saying, like, they break the ice, or they, the, I like when they fucking jump on the ice and they fucking <laughs> smack the ice, smack the ice and they <laughs> send them that seal up fucking flying, or they chase it down, they just hit it with its tail until it's knocked yeah. out, and then they yeah. do whatever with it. <laughs> well, my, it. Dude, they <laughs> kick the shit out of this seal. But my favorite one was where they beach themselves. So they beach themselves, so like, they, they time it right. So as the wave comes onto the beach and the, the seals are just on the edge of the beach, they, they time it with the wave, so they come in, and the, the seal doesn't see. So as it comes out of the wave, it grabs the seal and drags it back in. Right, and the wave helps them. Yeah, yeah. the wave pulls it back to see. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's super crazy, man. Th that, that's a different type of smart where you can beach yourself and get back in. Right. Think about the first like wave that was like, what if I just kind of jumped up on there and grabbed one? <laughs> Think about <laughs> it. <laughs> You're like, yo, what is Rick doing? Bro? He's going to beat you. You're going to be stuck on that die on that bitch. He's going to die. What? Yeah, Dude, man. that's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. But yeah, then we, you know, yeah. and remember that, uh, oh, what was that one about? It was a movie. It was about an orca and they're Free trying to get Willy. Free Willy. Free yeah. Willy. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, know what, you know what's funny about that? It's, it's <laughs> listen, just hear me out. I know. So, I know. so it's talking about a whaling, uh, a whale in captivity getting out, but it's a whale that's in captivity that's filming the movie. Yeah. So whale in captivity, filming a whale, escaping captivity while in captivity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? That's what I mean, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I get, uh, you know, I don't I don't think there should be marine land. No. Fuck no. Fuck, I don't no. think there should be marine land, man. They, like I said, bro, I'm almost convinced that they're smarter than us. And yeah. They fact, definitely are. Well, you know what's crazy? It's like, I, I, I say this, and uh, so when they have whales, uh, orcas, and dolphins in ca captivity, especially orcas... Uh, it, they'll get like depression fin. Their fin yeah, their fin goes to, down. They'll start to like curl down because they're sad as fuck. They don't have anyone to talk to. You know, they're all miserable, and uh, that's just that's just crazy. You know, like that we mm -hmm. we keep these super intelligent creatures locked up in cages. We just want people to look at them. But you know yeah. what it is, man? It's because they're in the wrong environment. Yeah. I think that's kind of like how we are too. You know how like I feel like maybe the last fifty years, mental illness has surged. Never in history has it been like this. Like, you you can't go, you know, you can talk to five people, and I guarantee two of them are, like, on SSRIs or depressed yeah. or, you know, on anti-anxiety medications, you know. It, it's just like the orcas. The orcas in SeaWorld, they're not in uh, the right environment to be happy. Um, that's kind of how we are. We are not in the right environment to be happy. You know, like I, I, I was watching this uh, thing about like uh, tribes in the Amazon, and when uh, someone who goes to like an outsider goes to speak to them, they're like, uh, you know, uh, they mention, you know, they'll say like something about like uh, someone ending their own life, and they'll be, they don't even understand the concept of why someone would do this, do this, mm -hmm. this thing, right? And because these people are living in the uh, an environment that we were, we evolved in, and we are so uh, far gone from that. Like, 
everything is fabricated. We live in concrete jungles. Mm -hmm. You said that last time, yeah. I do, man, and I I stick by it. Like it's 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 that honestly, like I feel like I'll be I'll I'll be doing my job here. I'll be tattooing for the next couple years, save up some dough and buy some land in Costa Rica. And I'll, I'll, I'll it's the ranch know, idea, I'll, the I'll, ranch, but in Costa Rica. No, yeah. I'll, I'll fuck off, you know. Like mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll, I'll grow my mangoes. Like I'll get food from the local farmer market. All right. Like, yeah, like I, I don't feel a place like uh, in 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 these uh, this environment. Have you, uh, have you ever heard of the rat utopia studies? I have population sink. Yeah, it's kind of exactly what you're describing. So I, I, w- I was about to mention how um, you know where they you know this this study is uh, you know where they put a rat or a mouse by itself and um, you know it, it, like you'll get depressed like and, and they give it options to do unhealthy things like say just overeat or take uh, drugs and uh, by itself the the rat or the mouse will always do the unhealthy thing. And either die from it or you know be extremely unhealthy and then when you take a, a, a rat or a mouse and you put it in an environment where there's things to play and uh, there's other there, there's other uh, creatures in there there's other the mice uh, they'll be happy and they'll try out the drugs or the unhealthy things a couple of times and be like ah oh, whatever you know and they'll be happy but you know I feel like that's how we used to be like but for a long time we lived in tribes we lived in these very uh tight-knit communities where everyone knew everyone and everyone took care of everyone it's like if a woman had a baby everyone was taking care of the baby it was not just the mom that was taking care of the babies all the other women that were also taking care of the baby it was a straight-up tight-knit community and we are like it's hard to say this but we've almost evolved what we were supposed to be that's what it feels like to me because like it, it just seems so We odd. chose convenience over purpose. We did. I think, honestly, a lot of this came from, like, the transition. It, it, I think agriculture probably started it. And the reason why I think that is because once we were able to sit on a mass amount of, like, food, where we didn't have to, like... Uh, uh, worry? Worry. Not even worry. Just, like, oh... Part of my weekly activity is to get food. Part of my like daily activity is to go get food. Once we had surplus, we started using that surplus and made the concept of exchange or money. And once money came into the picture, it fucked us up. Mm-hmm. I, and because money equals greed, and once you can hold on to things, once you can hold on to money and procure money and, and gather it, it, it leads to greed. It leads to like people owning things, you know. I think the, the the transition from agriculture to uh, currency to it's just we had the opportunity to split off into two directions, one was ownership, property, and finance, and one was creativity and expression. Mm. And we chose the one that led to more convenience and more ease of li- living. Mm. It's that we had the food, we had all the supplies to sustain ourselves, and instead of saying, "Okay, this is enough." Now we can search for more fulfillment from just our lives. We're like, yeah, I kind of want more shit, though. Right. So we follow that path instead. Yeah, that's why there's the whole fucking grind culture, which I find ridiculous. Which is, you know, you were going to say that. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is it's funny because Nancy Pelosi, I'm bringing that up. I don't know, what what is she in the house again? I think she's this house speaker now. Okay. I can't yeah. remember now. Okay, yeah, yeah, that job, so. right? Listen, that job is 100, uh, 100 grand a year. How the fuck is that bitch worth $210 million? Insider trading. Insider trading, but that's what I'm saying. 
you know, it, it's greed. And a lot of these politicians that we have, it's, just, it's all greed. Like, not, you can't trust one of them. No, you can't no, trust bro. one because we know what, what's happening. Dude, our whole system's broken. Right. Yeah, our whole system's, like, broken would be an understatement. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and like, Democratic I feel government like has just become three companies in a trench coat making all the decisions. Yeah, you know, I feel like I'm quite the anarchist. Like, I, you know, I can't, I'm an idealist, I guess, if I would say. I wish we could go back to the time where we lived in a group of 30 to 150 people and everyone loved each other. Yeah, right? everyone cared. It's weird because we're, we're all here, but it feels like no one gives a shit about any other person. No, yeah, that's, dude, we're, we're so connected. The internet's got us so connected, but we're so disconnected. Right. Yeah, that's the craziest thing about the time we live in. Like, I can talk to some other fucker in Japan. Like, literally just pull out my phone and reach out to someone on Twitter, and it'll be instant. It's right there, you know? But uh, we're hyper-connected, but we're also disconnected at the same time. I know this is kind of like maybe a far-fetched idea, but like in the sense of, I'm going to bring video games involved, but just stick with me for a second. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So like, you know how sometimes you have that connection with like a people, like a, say let's, it's a group of 10 guys you play video games with yes. and you feel way more connected to those guys and you may have never met them in oh, your yeah. life. Dude, I have friends like that. Like, mm-hmm. do you, you remember the game, uh, a fucking, uh, RuneScape? <laughs> no, I've never heard of that. You've never heard dude, of RuneScape? Never. Oh, oh shit. Like, I, like one of my best friends, like, he lives in Chicago, mm-hmm. and uh, like we just played RuneScape for years, you know what I mean? I still keep in contact with him, right. but, dude, sorry, what, what were you going on? No, 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 like, that's pretty much what I was getting at, it's, like, it's funny, because it's a small group of people that you've literally never met, that you've only talked to online, or, like, in a party, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny, because, you know, you could get off that game, and you wouldn't give a shit about your neighbor next to you. Yeah, it's because you're working for a common goal in that game. Yeah, right. Right, and that's what tribes and, and, and they all small did that. groups, they were all working for right. the betterment of the whole, you know. Not, like, yeah. I don't feel like that's possible at a mass scale. Like, you know, that would be socialism, and socialism just doesn't work. Like, they've tried it we so many times. We can keep trying, but it just doesn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, seem to work it, out. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to work out, right? So, but... If you look and if you go to the Amazon or you go some places in Mexico or you go someplace in Africa, where the, there are these tribes and they got it figured out and they've been that way for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And we're so proud of our little democracy. We're like, this has worked for the last 350 years. This is fantastic. <laughs> but every couple of years, like, democracy's falling apart. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, as soon as the party changes, it goes left to right. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, oh, the world's blocked. It's yeah, over. Yeah. yeah. We fucked it up. Like, uh-huh. just before this midterm election, how many things online were like, if the Republicans win, democracy is dead. Oh In the water. <laughs> Dude, it, it hurts my soul to see that. That's mm-hmm. what I was saying earlier about the separation that we have. Like, uh, what's the saying? You know, the, the left and the right, they're uh, the same wings to the same bird. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the right can't exist without the left. Right. You know? Like, you need to have an enemy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that competition between the the, the exchange of ideas is, is important, but... God, I don't even know if that's the best idea. Dude, you can ask me, like, what's the best idea, and I don't know. Like, I, You're right, I don't know either, but it's very weird to, like, I get it. I get it because, like, you're right in the sense of people are trying to find something to be connected to. Yes. So, like, you're watching, like, the midterms, and people are, like, talking about, you know, left, right, whatever. People have really, really, really strong fucking views, man, yes. about whatever. 
and I've never considered myself anything. Like, no. I believe in certain things. Like, yeah. I believe in, I don't like censorship. That's just personally my opinion. Yes. I don't like censorship. Yeah. I think you should be able to do things that you want. Yes. And I think you should be able to care for the people that you want to care about. Yeah. Those are just things I, I, I personally believe. Right. But, like, there's there's people that do not have those same views. Not at all, man. And, and I agree with you. Like, I'm someone who, like, I feel like you should be able to do whatever you want with yourself. As long as you're not hurting other people, right. um, you know, you should be able to express your spiritual, religious views without, you know, and, and I feel like free speech is super important. But the super thing, important. The thing is, when you get, when you say free speech, though, you get labeled as something almost right away, right? Um, well, you know, like, uh, I, I feel like, you know, there's, there's been times in, in the past where the right was like, you know, anytime, it doesn't matter left or right, whenever one party goes too far shit gets a little crazy mm. like the censorship i feel like the, the the general left has been pushing on our society especially in the west it it's it's detrimental you know like it, it's it's not ideal so um it, it's crazy to see and in like i'm not even like someone who's like right leaning like I'm like I said, like I'm quite the anarchist. I don't feel like government should exist at all. Like that's a hot take, but don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Things will go wrong real quick for everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people rely on the government now, so. Hey right, man, I, I mean politicians are just paid liars, so. <laughs> yeah. They constantly fucking yeah. do it, man. They're really good at it. Yeah. Don't worry, just go vote for them anyway. Yeah, they're paid liars, but they got to be good at And it. that's what <laughs> most people uh, say, uh, do. They, you know, they think it's the lesser of two evils. Like, mm -hmm. whoever they pick. It's all evil. It's all evil, man. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's... You're voting for your own system of control, my man. It's not, yeah. it's not like you're being like, oh, well, you know, this one's a little better. I'm still going to have to live under the same thing. But this guy will, like, say the right things on TV yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's yeah. like, yeah, because, you know, I feel like even, even when we were in more tribalistic type of, like, small communities, there was always that leader. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's still how it is today, where we look up as to the leaders. Like it's why we have celebrity worship, for example, where everyone and their cousin are, are obsessed with what's going on with these people who, like who we shouldn't. The Kardashians. Probably. Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> who gives a shit? Yeah, it's so crazy. They all and made money. She yeah. made money off of doing a sex hate and gets plastic yeah, surgery. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not just that. It goes to the, the politicians as well. You know, like right. it's like, ooh. It's like it's like, it's like a m inner monkey. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like it's like it's like strong monkey. Ooh, you know, like th th that's mm -hmm. it. You know, yeah. that's how who we'll right. view our, our our beliefs on. We'll follow them. Right. You know, we look for leadership as uh, as 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 humans. It's yeah, but it's unfortunately, crazy. at the state it is, it's just not that healthy. Just it was just weird seeing Doctor Oz <laughs> and a guy who just had a stroke like a week before was reading off a monitor the whole time yeah have a debate yeah. you know i'm like okay dr oz you try to sell oil, like foot ointment twice a week to like moms at 3 p.m <laughs> 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 and then there's this other guy who's like he's trying he's trying his best you can't you can't knock him he's doing his best yeah but i don't know what he's saying <laughs> you know there's a i there's a trainer he he referred this to training but i kind of take it into like everything there's this trainer follow and he goes uh his name's mike van wick i'll shout him out because he's a good trainer bro you, everyone should go take a look at him man he, he's no bullshit he, he gives it to you straight but he doesn't give a fuck if it hurts your feelings it's like no this is it he's straight to the point straight to the point yeah, that's how but what he do. said is and i i don't think i've ever agreed with this even more he goes most people in life now want to take their brain 
out of their skull, put it on the table and look towards someone and say, tell me everything I have to do. Mm. And he goes, that is not a way to live. No. He goes, if you're just looking for someone just to tell you, he goes, you guys shouldn't agree with everything I say. He goes, you should have your own thoughts and ideas. He right. goes, you guys don't have your own thoughts and ideas anymore. Right, yeah. Right? Because right. your thoughts and ideas are mostly influenced by, you know, things you see on the internet now. And yeah. people take that as like a, that, as a, like a sleep. Absolute truth, baby. Like, I gotta wear that and yeah. that's what I believe. Do people lack a critical thinking, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with how social media is ran, like Twitter, um, Instagram, uh, people lack the ability to critically think on their own. And uh, the thing with, uh, you know, the, the political climate that we're in today is like, uh, you know, people can't be, mo like, they can't be center. Mm. You, people aren't allowed to be center nowadays. You have to pick a side. You have to pick a side, yeah. Right, and then if uh, the, the whole thing is if you're silenced, you're compliant. Right, that's like ridiculous. That, that's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Like, if I just don't want to have a view, a certain view on this thing because I don't want to think about it and I want to do my own thing, I shouldn't have to be bullied into picking a side, which is no better. No. It's no and, better. Yeah, and both sides of the political uh, spectrum are, are are responsible for that. Like, oh, yeah. You know, they both do that. and It's, cra it's crazy to, to, to see, you know. Um, you know, my advice to everyone who's listening is probably... Uh, spend less time uh, indulging in uh, these political discussions because, um, you know, once upon a time they were good to understand. It was good to understand why leaning one way or the other was good, but now it's uh, it's almost like a form of brainwash and, and very toxic tribalism. So, uh, what you you were talking about Twitter? What do you think about Elon buying Twitter? So I you know like. I don't, you know, other than Instagram for my business, I don't really use many social media sites, but I do use Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, uh, I think it's kind of funny what's going on, um, especially with all these people who are pretending to be fake accounts, like fake business <laughs> accounts. Like I was seeing this thing about to insulin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy, right? And their, their stock price just uh, plummeted. Yeah. Yeah, it's so nuts. Like, of course, like, when a business makes a huge change like that, shit like that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You can't expect it uh, to happen anyway. But, you know, like, seeing, you know, what Twitter was before uh, was kind of scary because the idea of Twitter is to, 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 to have free thought, to, to free speech. And I even noticed, like, on Twitter, if I, I looked at something that was more um, generally right-leaning... Um, Twitter would always prioritize someone disagreeing with the view and put it at the top of the, of the, like the of tweets, the thread. Yeah. of the thread, right? And I, I never experienced that looking at more, uh, like left ideas or left, like left central tweets. So it was, it was interesting to see because obviously like, you know, Twitter before there were like generally more left, left leaning and ideas. And I don't, I don't think maybe what Elon is doing is is the right idea because I feel like he's just doing the same thing that the left was doing, you know. Like to the, the left, or yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 to the left, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, you know, to the left. Yeah, so it's it's no different. It's just like you're saying, like people have to pick a team. No one can be center, or they get eaten alive by both sides, and it just <laughs> leads to a very uh, unhealthy political space right. and that's what twitter uh, has become i think 
No, I agree with you. I think it has become more political than anything now. Yeah. That's all I see now it's, on my feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, like, uh, there'll be some times where I look at Twitter and, like, I, I have to, I just have to throw my phone away. Like, I just gotta, like, put it away because it's just like, wow, it's fucking 8.45 in the morning and already I'm <laughs> fired up about some political shit that I don't even have a part of. Like, I'm I don't even live in Pennsylvania. I don't Why do I give a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the states. Why do I give a fuck? But Why am I pissed off at this dude? Right, I don't right. know. I, I was about it. If the case is that he's going to keep it free speech, I was about that. Me too. Um, the thing is, before Elon bought it, I didn't like the fact that they were. And, and plus, there was those. Uh, I forget the people that did it, but they wore like cameras going into like Twitter headquarters and like you know finding out why people were. And you know, it was people that were saying they were deliberately you know, uh, silencing, you know, right-wing views. Mm. You know, I also don't believe... I'm not right-wing. <laughs> I should clarify that. I'm not anything. I'm not left. I'm not right. I, I don't... I'm yeah. almost probably what the is same that? idea. What is that, the, the saying where you're par- partisan? Uh, bipartisan? Bipartisan. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't really take any, mm, like, straight so. political views. Like, that's what I try to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, as someone who I'd say, I am an anarchist. Yeah. Like, someone who, like... You know, you call I, yourself a centrist, but you, yeah. really, people don't usually believe that when you say it. That right, yeah, someone, yeah, like we you were saying say earlier, anarchist too. But even then, people assume that means you're more left leaning than right leaning. Yeah, the thing is, every term has now been almost placed into a, a like a column. Yeah, no matter what, are bad. whatever, whatever you yeah. say, you're gonna get put in a group. No matter, yeah, you yeah. can say you're not political. <coughs> that immediately everyone goes, okay, so he's right wing then. You're you're not anarchist. You're uh, authoritarian, that kind of thing. Mm. Right, you're a fucking socialist. Yeah, yeah. Like, relax. That's why I say <laughs> just burn it all to the ground. Burn it all to the ground. Yeah, that's his answer all the What are you going to put me in a column for if it's all burn to the ground, bitch? Right. Yeah, man. Flip both sides off. Walk backwards into hell. So now we're on the uh, political conversation. What do you guys think about uh, uh, the whole uh, Ukraine-Russia uh, r- situation? Uh it's a, it's a complex situation, but... It's, just it's a complex situation because I don't even really, like... You know, you always get weird... You know, you're hoping that whatever they're telling you... I know it's it's not, it's not true. None of it... Whatever they're telling you, you're hoping that's true. And I there there was something like there was supposed to be negotiations with... Ed, but, you know, I supposedly Putin's not budging. Like, he doesn't want to budge. No, there's no giving that There's man. no giving that back. Yeah. I don't know, man. I really don't... Like, I don't know. It's very... It's weird because even like I was taking, you know, I took the shroom like around that time. Yeah, because that was happening. Yeah, around that time. And I was even thinking about that. That came up in my mind. And I was like, that's fucking stupid too. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, definitely thinking from that more like open perspective, the first thing you think about is how ridiculous like Mm -hmm. all these world problems are. Yeah, right. It is ridiculous. It's just like, I don't like, you know, and you're like, what are you fighting for at this point? Yeah, like right. Just for a little bit of land for what? Like you know, Russia makes a lot of money. Like what mm-hmm. do they? What do they need more land for? But then again, like you know, like I I can't take sides. Like I understand that you know, once upon a time there was part of Ukraine that was like you know not right. Ukraine, right? And mm-hmm. so like I don't know. Like now it's a, it's a buffer zone between basically Russia and. Well, the idea now is like, how does it end? Because it doesn't. Doesn't right. until one side's gone. Right. You know, I've always even said to like us funding it, and you know we're not a part. We're just sending billions of dollars mm-hmm. at a time there. Mm-hmm. That's you gotta you gotta think of it like a proxy war. Oh, it is definitely it is a proxy, proxy war. Proxy war, but like you know, I always think of where m- uh, money can go 
Like we talked, I like, you know what, you were like the first guest that we had on and we talked about homeless. Half that money could fucking be used here mm-hmm. and to solve some shit. And I believe that maybe Windsor, like the homelessness is clearly getting bad every year. Oh my God, you're telling me, bro. Like I was saying earlier, like I live in that Remington Park area yeah. and I see homeless people walk my street. And before it was like, oh, you don't want to live West End because there's lots of homelessness and maybe more crime. It doesn't even matter where now. They are migrating now, everywhere, motherfucker. Yeah, now, now when you, you go down whatever, like uh, Walker Road or... You, oh, dude, it's people bad. everywhere. I see people, like, now sleeping under that, like, where the train goes. They yeah, sleep the under over, that. The, over the path, overpass. Yeah. They sleep yeah. under there. They, they're right in the corner. And then, yeah. like, half of them are, you know, they're on something and of i can course, see them standing yeah. in the morning and uh you know just like the money that we send there you know i was listening to this podcast and they were talking about you know you can control the homeless situation when it's like a couple hundred maybe even a couple thousand people the problem is, is when you get it to like la and like skid row like that that that, that is not come you can't come back dude, from that that's people, fucked. yeah it, it's uh you know that's why there's a mass uh, exodus from uh california and places like that there they're all moving to Texas because what they're seeing, like how you can drive on a road for t- 20 miles and there are tents, thousands and thousands Everywhere. and thousands of tents. And that's like, that's some like uh, shit you'd see in a post-apocalyptic movie. Yeah. You know, well, you know, I, I've had this idea for quite some time that, you know, these places that they have to basically pump water into <laughs> or like a, or use reverse osmosis. Like these places are going to be the first kind of places where people move out of. Like, I think we're quite blessed to live here in, in Ontario. We're surrounded by the most fresh water that exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're lucky to be here. But um, for how long? Right. Until the water wars start. Right. Ecoterrorism yeah. is going to be a thing that happens in the future. Yeah. Uh, we're not we said about 2030, man. 2030, we're going to be fighting water wars. You ready for that? No, nah, dude. I'm going to be living off-grid. You're going to be living off-grid? Yeah. I'm I love be that. Living off I love the that. Land, bro. I have a plan. Yeah? Yeah. You want to yeah, explain yeah. your plan here? Uh, well, like, a, you know, like, um, tattooing gives me the ability to procure funds and save them in a way where the government can't really track them you know making mm-hmm. cash which is ideal and uh i want to stay off 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 the system i don't want to be relying on the system so um you know it, it, it'd be ideal to move somewhere like costa rica or even up north of i have to stay in canada and live mostly off the grid within you know 10 15 years once you know maybe i'm in you know like my late 30s or my 40s um, I, I don't have trust in our system. I don't think a lot of people do. I think, it, it, you know, whether you want to say that's from the pandemic or not, just, I don't, in, general. just, in, ge- just in general before, but I think it kind of skyrocketed once the pandemic happened. Well, I think dude, it really sh- yeah, opened some people's yeah, yeah. eyes. Absolutely. I mean, think about <laughs> how terribly they managed this whole pandemic situation. Like, um, you know, for the longest time, like we're doing this to save lives. We're locking everything down to save lives. And then you see downtown Windsor, half the businesses are closed. Think about all the people who are suffering because of that, who are now relying on government systems, welfare and unemployment because their businesses went down, not on their accord. Their businesses are doing great. It's actually kind of sad. Like, you know, the first business that uh, comes to mind is the, uh, 
the the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, I heard Jade, that was going to bring it up. Jade, I think that's what it was. Jade, Jade Palace, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I some, think so. Something like that. Yeah, it was open for years. Like since since like the early like nineties uh, or something. Yeah. you know what I mean. For quite some time, the pandemic just screwed them over. You know, yeah, and that it's was like it. that, there was a government decision, and now I feel like everyone would agree that if we went back just realize that like oh like this thing doesn't stop like it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not like everyone's going to get sick by this thing it's caught everyone i know like you know what i mean right? well so it's it's gotten everybody it's gotten everyone you know like a person i'm i'm not i'm not vaccinated like i i saw the 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 the, the so when China was like, I saw this on Twitter early on, first couple months, people dropping dead on the streets. That was crazy, I'm right? like, huh. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. hmm, if there's anything they can use to, like, scare people and condition people, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then we started, months later, we started to slowly understand about the virus where the death percents were coming out. It's like, oh, it's a, you know, two, three, four percent death rate. And they and at the time they were like putting people on on these machines to help their breathing, and those things turned out to be Awful. killing the people. Yeah, 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 killing the people. So I knew very early on that like I was like, this is some brainwashing shit. Like Wasn't something it? deeper is going on. Like call me a fucking conspiracy theorist, but uh, or maybe I just have a general lack. Wasn't of it kind of crazy government. how quickly they were pumping out like propaganda? Oh yeah, like yeah, it yeah, was. That's what I'm saying. Within a week. Yeah. Of it becoming public knowledge. Yeah. There was fake videos on the internet. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. It, you know, and even like the news, not one time, not one time did they mention like of taking vitamins, of working out. You know, the, like if the, okay, let's say this. Let's say they came on the news and they went, okay, so in Western culture, about, I think it was the percentage was like 60 people were over, 60% of people are overweight. And we know that COVID affects people yeah, and more if you are who, overweight. Yeah, that's the people who die or the people who have comorbidities. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, not one time that they, because if the news came on and said, okay, we got to lower our overall mass. Yes. Right? They automatically you're the issue because you can't you can't tell people to lose weight they, they, they wouldn't be able to come no, on no, and tell no, people no. to lose it, weight it would actually be socially unacceptable to right. say such thing you right know, but but n- like listen mcdonald's will be open you can <laughs> feed your family right. go get the mcdonald's, McDonald's and the LCBO. get take get take a we'll never shut down fast food alcohol or drug consumption we won't do it it we would be a disservice that. to society we got you we got your backs <laughs> right just, just like but like you know I, I didn't like the one size fits all approach you know like just take this and because again that you know that wasn't also true like if you get vaccinated you will be like you know you won't get it, it That's, changed that was so a lie quick too yeah yeah it changed so quick see i got the virus very early on and i'm actually <laughs> someone who's considered high risk like i was born with an enlarged heart um and like i i had like uh, asthma young when i was younger right you know, and I've always kept myself pretty healthy. Like, I was pretty athletic. But um, I was considered, like, ooh, super <laughs> high risk. You get, you know, I got the virus. You know, I got it early on, I, about four or five months in. You know, my dumb ass went to a party, whatever. And uh, it sucked. Like, it felt like I was drowning. And I had so much phlegm and just weakness overall. But you know what? I, I, I caught the virus. And I've never caught it again. And I've been around people who've had it. Right. You know I, I, mean? I got it twice. I got it twice. I'm not also, I'm also not vaccinated. I got it twice. Yeah. I was <laughs> sick for a day. You know, I, I, uh, I appreciate your decision to, to, 
to do that, man. Like, I don't think it was a, is a bad thing for everyone. I think the whole idea of, like, taking three of these hardly tested vaccines, three, four booster shots, <coughs> is getting crazy. Like, if you got one, I get it, because at the time it wasn't clear. But now there's enough information, I think, to, to see that there is there is conflicting <coughs> ideas. Right. And if, if something's not, like, all the way, like, this is, this is what's happened. It's like, you know, I, I give this example. It's like... You know, uh, you ever meet someone who has a vaccination scar, not from the COVID vaccine, but from like polio, right? Like, so like my girlfriend, she has one of those. (coughs) And it's because they didn't perfect the vaccine before. It caused necrosis of the skin, like damage to the muscle, the skin tissue. And a lot of times it made people sick. Now you get the the, the vaccines when you're you're young in Canada Mm -hmm. and nothing happens. You're okay, right? And it protects you. Right? That's just how science works. Science works, works on what it can test, what it can study. And when these pharmaceutical companies that have a general bad track record, they started the opiate epidemic in, in all over the world. Mm-hmm. We're going to trust these same companies to give us something that came out in what? Maybe eight months, nine months? I think it was like eight months after. Right, eight months. So I'm not, I'm pro-science, mind you. Yeah. Like I, want, I want everyone that's listening to understand this, like, I, I believe in science, but science takes time. And in my belief, I don't think we've had the time. Maybe we're getting better at it now, maybe. Um, but still, at the time, we I don't think we, we had the, the knowledge, right? Now there's all these documents coming out with all this crazy stuff. But, uh, I, uh, like, I advise, like, you know, my grandparents and whatnot, like, I... I thought they should get it. I was like, you definitely should get yes. it. You're, you like, you were at yeah. risk. You're older, right? right. And you know, um, again, I, I'm gonna go back to I didn't like the one size fits all. And what I also found really weird was that Pfizer didn't have to release anything for 75 years. 75 years, they don't have to release oh, what they, they put they in. They tried it. to hide the data, yeah. right? Yeah. You see, you know, I told my uh, my stepfather who who's uh, really prone to pneumonia. I told them to get the vaccine. Right. But, you know, like my grandparents, they're like relatively good health. Like, you know, got a strong European genes. Mm-hmm. I told them not to get it. You know, they didn't get it. And they've been healthy the whole time. They caught the virus. They were okay. But my dad, you know, my, he got he got the vaccine. And I'm happy he did. Right. Yeah. Like. I believe it should be your choice. Yeah. I didn't like when they start forcing things. I don't like that. No. And the fact that the result, you know, these, they. Canada was damn close to making it mandatory. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that, which is which is scary. Sorry, I got I got to take another bathroom break. Right that is yeah, that's yeah. fine, man. Yeah. So, like the what I was saying is I didn't like that they forced it on people because I believe like the case is that we're supposed to be a country with like freedoms and rights of like choosing. Yes. I believe that that should be a choice. I don't believe that you should have someone do something with your like your body. It should be only you that you decide what you want to do, whether it's, you know, doing whatever, really. Yeah, right. Especially once we, uh, science figured out that it didn't matter really if you were vaccinated or not, you were going to spread the, spread the virus. Right. Yeah. And like once you took like everything from people, like in the sense of, okay, you're going to lose your job if you don't get it. Okay. Well, do, uh, actually, I think it started with travel. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you're not going to be able to travel if you don't get it. And everyone's like, fine, whatever, I'll mm-hmm. stay at where I'm at. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And, then it's, and then the next thing was, okay, well, now we're going to take your job away. And I remember I had a few people that I personally know 
that they were crying before they went in to go get it because they they obviously they couldn't afford to lose their job and yeah. most people especially in today, today's economy you couldn't afford to lose your job because no. you'll be fucked if yeah, you lost man, your I job mean, think about how many people are living paycheck to paycheck right there's a lot of people like yeah, that now man yeah, and, they, and you see that more and more people now that live paycheck to paycheck and it's very unfortunate it's really very unfortunate because again i don't know what to do i like i don't Dude, but like when you when you start saying like okay you got to do this or you're gonna lose your job like it, like you're like but I don't want to and now and now not to mention where it's been what two years since and, <laughs> and and now it doesn't matter like as me and you are unvaccinated we can go travel now like right. we're good to go now thank like, God that was bro. it I'm so just, excited to go travel. just had to wait it out yep this yep. had to wait it out and I knew it'd be that way man like the like I said earlier in the conversation like as soon as I saw people dr- dropping dead in China. I'm like, oh, this isn't this isn't right. Like everyone was like super scared about I it. I was nervous at first. I'm not yeah. lie. When it first hit, I didn't know what the fuck was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was like, oh everyone shit. Was. What's up, sorry? Everyone was super afraid when it first yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter every- how you felt about it, like a month in, when oh, it first yeah. showed up, everyone was like, yeah. okay, this is a big deal. Yeah. We all have to plan for Nobody it. Nobody knew anything that early on. Right. Yeah. It, it was. It, I still remember the the the, the trickle of uh, like information coming out yeah and, and, and how, how fast it uh it all happened it's crazy you know like uh we, we lived through uh a world event that is so large and impactful like our for if our species makes it in the next couple of generations like our great grandchildren will learn about this in school right you know what i mean like that's a pretty profound thing to, to live through you know like we're still feeling the effects of it now. It, a lot of people feel like it's past, but it's still happening. Oh, it, it definitely yeah, still is happening. Hasn't, most of it hasn't really changed. Yeah, I mean, I still, like, uh, you know, I meet a lot of people in my profession, and, uh, you know, some of my clients are, like, small business owners, mm-hmm. and they are struggling. They cut throat. Like, it's not just, like, you know, you know, uh, the uh, restaurant industries known to be very cut like cutthroat like the the margins are very thin it's like even like arcades and and and, you know like uh small businesses like that like uh, that are are going under like um i play uh uh, super smash bros competitively like i go to okay right yeah 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 I'm actually one of the best in Windsor, no problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Good to know. A little bit of a brag on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I've made some money playing this game. Oh, you know? shit. Like, you won, yeah. like, tournaments and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, in, in you know, Windsor, the, the venue that we're at, it's on auto, but the, the venue's uh, in easy mode. It's, uh, yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool venue. And, you know, they throw uh, tournaments where people come all the way down from, like, Ottawa and Toronto, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I made some money playing, yeah. you know, right? but um, they just shut down, actually. Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. because of that, you know, they, mm-hmm. they reached the same, and they were like, you know, it's no surprise that the last two years have been incredibly hard mm-hmm. on uh, on businesses, like small businesses like this. And it's like, these are people's entire lives. Like, think about all the people who their goal in life, their dream is to make a business, right, to support for their family, to support their life, to, to be happy. And, and their lives are just thrown out the window. Like, these people are going to have to go, you know, do something they don't want to do now. Or, like, start yeah. from ground zero and probably with a lot of uh, debt. And there was, like, no reassurance for them either. Like, there was nothing. Like, it was just like, okay, now you can try and go back open. Yeah, good but luck. Like, most people, like, you know, they didn't even want... I think most people didn't even really want to go out in the sense of they didn't want to go 
do shit after the pandemic. Like, maybe they wanted to go out to a bar. Yeah. But that's the only places that really it strived. Another place that sells alcohol. So, of course. You know, yeah. it's never one of these businesses now because, you know, Skip the uh, Dishes fucking, st- fucking uh, thrived it's through the fucking pandemic. Oh, yeah, it's still booming. Oh, yeah, yeah it's yeah, actively yeah. booming. I'm an active user. Me too. Yeah, it's, a, it's a little bit of a shame. <laughs> it's bro, a, it's like. a, such a shame, dog. It's such a shame. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, even Amazon, too. Like, I'm not going out to buy my shit. Dude, I go to if Amazon. You were, if you were to look at my Amazon purchase history, <laughs> I, like, you'd be disappointed in me. <laughs> <laughs> so much support for Amazon because it's just too convenient. But, like, yeah, you're right. I do think, like, you should help small businesses and try yeah, to get them back they, on their uh, feet. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Are they opening an Amazon thing in Windsor? Uh, like fulfillment center. I think so. Yeah, I've heard. It's right by my house, Jake. <clears throat> right off Central, right across from the YMCA. I don't like that, That's man. I don't want us to become an Amazon are, town. Is it like a like relatively large facility? Like I mean, a, it's a huge plot of land. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna and be fucking gonna be big. Uh, uh, do you, so do any of you guys know like uh, you know what like the this like how many people are supposed to be working there? Like, what's the idea? Have Probably about two thousand people. Anytime yeah. they put like a plant like that, they like to get about two thousand people in. Listen, this is, uh, you know, financial advice, but not really financial advice. I think Windsor is going to be one of the best cities to invest into property uh, in all of Canada because we are a border city. We were actually the the most important border city in all of Canada. Like, mm-hmm. their most trade comes through here. It's true. We have a beautiful waterfront, you know, surrounding us. Uh, uh, and, like, uh, you know, I think we're transitioning from an automotive uh, city mm-hmm. to more like uh, tech and more. Um, I can see that. You know, more import export, yeah. uh, and 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 that's that's crazy. It's 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 pretty big. So like, we're gonna start exporting yeah. a lot of shit very soon within the next ten years. Yes. You know, you said yeah, how we're gonna become like Toronto. Yes, bigger than Toronto. I don't think we're gonna become like Toronto. We're gonna become a whole new kind of thing. Yeah. Which yeah. our main business isn't like uh, you know sports teams and shit, but just exporting. Yeah. different things to the states yeah, because yeah, yeah this is the uh, uh, one of the places to be I know like uh, a lot of people talk pretty uh, you know they talk down about Windsor like oh there's nothing to do in this city blah 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 for a but, long time there wasn't yeah but it's it's starting to change it's growing quick like even the traffic you guys notice oh my god now? dude it's dude. getting so fucking weird dude, I yeah. lose I, I lose my like mind it. I lose my mind I'm the worst guy like if I if me and you were in a car you probably don't want to be in a car with me because I get very upset at traffic same bro like, where are all these people coming from I don't know where are all these people they weren't here they weren't here like three years ago. Dude, they're moving on from Toronto. I don't like that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. They can't drive. And that's what I mean. I know. <laughs> no, 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 you drive. They, you're right. They can't drive. Like, I'm going to tell you something. So I watched this uh, person pull out of fucking Tim Hortons. Now, there's a Tim Hortons just before you turn on. The, the street is called Sydney. So, like, it, it's, like, there, and then it's, like, three lanes. So it's yeah. busy as fuck on Walker. <laughs> as fuck on Walker. Yeah. Pulls out. First of all, almost hits the car in the next lane. Over. <laughs> almost hits. Turns. So the guy's like, what the fuck? And all of a sudden, I'm like, th- so I got to like, so this is the where you stop, the light, where the white line is where your car would stop. Yes. <laughs> the person's here and just cuts. <laughs> cuts. <laughs> three lanes over. Three lanes over and turns. And everyone's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Dude, I lose my mind when I see like just oh, idiot yeah. driving. Like, listen, bro, I'm kind of like, I don't know, I'm kind of like a I don't know, a pussy when it comes to driving because I like, I follow Same. the rules. I'm such like a loser. <laughs> yeah. I follow the rules. Yeah, like, yeah. I do. You're I, the most dangerous kind of driver. 
Yeah, I no, not really though. You <laughs> are. You I've are. I've never been in an accident once. You've got rear-ended how many times? I've stopped at red lights. What are wrong? I've never been rear-ended. Because <laughs> you know why? I fucking I give myself distance. Yeah, you I'm stopped at a red light. What do you want me to make sure they don't fucking slam in by? If I were to watch the car behind I me, I want you to get out of the car <laughs> and start like halting. Right. Hey, hey, two feet back. Hey, two two feet. feet back. Get back, sir. Dude, I hate it. Like I just, yeah. I, I just, fall. I pay attention. Oh. I just pay attention, dog. You, you we're driving a big ass vehicle. What do you mean? Pay a fucking attention. Right, right. We're driving God. a fucking steel death trap. You know what I mean? Dude, like, and, my, and my truck's not like one of them fucking pussy-ass cars now yeah. where they have an aluminum frame and it just... Cr- you die in it. Yeah, you just die in it. And you fucking die in it. You just die in it. You just fucking die in it. Mine's a steel frame, so I'm killing that person yeah. in the aluminum fucking yeah, frame you're car. You're over him. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, well, you know what I think it is, too, is like... Um, so, I... like. I procrastinated a long time to get my G license. Dude, I did and, the same and, shit. Yeah, I got my G license with the uh, um, the modified requirements. I, and For COVID? It was so the easy. only reason I got mine. It was really? so yes. easy, bro. I literally, so I took it in Chatham, of course. I talk so much. I talk so much. That's cheating, so, y'all. Right, so, so, so the test required uh, uh, this of me. It was like a driving in a, in a big square. And you know how you're supposed to, like, in Windsor, you're supposed to get on the EC row or whatever? Yeah. Catch on? Uh, they, they had me catch a road that was, like, going 70. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. And I was like, wow. And, and the whole time, I just talked to the instructor. Like, I was yeah. just chatting with the guy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're a great driver. Yeah, you passed. Yeah. My guy yeah, never I did passed. that. I had mine just before. Like, they, a month before they switched all that shit, I had to do it. The problem with, like, it was, like, I had to get it. Yeah. Or I and going back to my G, which but or your G one. By the way, that's a stupid fucking rule. <laughs> that is the concept, right? Like you've spent four years driving, driving, and all of a sudden you can't drive. That's it. Like, you didn't give us the hundred bucks in time. You know idiot. what that is? That's the Ontario government just like fucking me in the jank- ass. Yeah. yeah, 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 just janking you for money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. dude. Yeah. It's like it's also like I I said to I'm like if I fail, I'm driving illegally with my G one. I don't give <laughs> a fuck. I don't give a shit. Yeah, dude. Right. Like, I, d- I wouldn't have given like, fuck. Like, what are they going to do? Take you to small claims court? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I would have just said the same shit. I've been driving for fucking four years, and now you're going to take it away? Fuck off. Yeah, bro. Not like anything would happen in small claims court with, like, the COVID stuff. Like, it literally, everything that was already, like, compact, like, all these all these hearings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, now, if you go to small claims court, it'll be like, okay, listen. You're driving no insurance. That was, like, a $10,000 fine. But listen, we don't want to deal with it. So that's you, you just had a failure to show your insurance ticket or your insurance. That's a ticket I had. Yeah. And I had to fight that ticket. So this is, by the way, that is just like the government really fucking you. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. I got like, this ticket for failure to provide insurance. And I decided because that was a lie. I have insurance. Right. So I decided I'm going to go to court for it and fight it. So you go the first day. And by the way, mine was like the like least worried about charge there. Like there was people that were like DUI, DUI, DUI. Guy caught driving three separate times with a suspended license. DUI stunt driving, and then it was just like yeah, me that had like failure to provide insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so I go up and I explain to the judge like you know oh I did have insurance at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cop just still wrote me a ticket. Blah yeah. blah. 
And she goes, oh, no, 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 we're not doing this here right now. You got to come back. You got to go see the prosecutor. Then you got to come back to court. Yeah. And I said, for fucking, like, just fucking insurance? Yeah, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he I was got like, the paper, bro. And he was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So the prosecutor goes, okay, you're going to come back in. And you're going to, you know, get a thing from uh, your insurance company saying that the time that you did get pulled over, you did have insurance. Yeah. Did that go show it. Uh, he just writes a withdrawal like, case. And he goes, so when you come in next time for your next court date, he goes, you're just going to, you're going to go to the people that, because they always announce like, if you're pleading guilty, just stand up. He goes, you're going to go do that because she's going to pull out your file right away. Yeah. And she's going to see it says withdrawn and you can go. Yeah. Go. COVID obviously hit. That didn't happen. So then they just send me, they send me an email and they're like, we're going to call you at 3 p.m. at this time. They call me at 3 p.m. at the date. Call me at, and they're like, uh, Mr. Graham, court case, blah, blah, whatever the fuck it is. And uh, it's, they're like, oh, this case withdrawn. All right, bye, Mr. Graham. That was the end of it. That was the whole conversation. I'm like, we couldn't have, right. could have just done this. Oh, yeah. Gonna, you Why didn't you pull it up? I had, to book, I had to book two fucking separate days off work right. to go and do this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. The whole court system, like, especially small claims court here in Ontario, is ridiculous. It's brutal. Like, if you know what you're doing, you can finesse it, too. D oh, man, there is a lot of people that know what they're fucking doing. They yeah, just go yeah, in there, yeah. and they're like, nah, I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, or it's like the statute <laughs> no. of limitations. Like, they can only go after you for so many years, and then it's like... Yeah. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Fuck you. You're, you yeah. can hire an attorney, and they'll just be like, I'd like to uh, reschedule this yeah, judge, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll just keep doing that yeah. for you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you give them 100 bucks, they're like, yeah, I'll keep doing it until it goes yeah. away, no problem. Yeah. Dude, like, they do that shit all the time. Yeah. Do that shit constantly. My, gra my grandma had to go for a speed. By the way, a speeding ticket. If you just, like, if the cop just says you were speeding and he didn't have you on the speedometer or whatever, like, the gun, like, just like... I, every time you can just be like, "What'd you get me at?" And they'll be like, "I didn't get you at the gun. I just knew that you were driving fast." You you'll win that case every time because oh, yeah, they have no, no evidence of you actually speeding. They yeah. just said he drove fast, yeah. which is <laughs> that motherfucker well, flying. The thing is, is it, it just makes money for the people who are in the in the court process. The the reason why it's just like it's a reason for these people to actually be there. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Right, you know, uh, you're, not, you're not sitting here for no reason. We're right. paying them. Well, there's a, there's a lot of jobs like that in, in, in uh, you know, all over the place. But, like, it's like, you know, I, I've worked a few jobs where it's like, fuck, I could get everything done in two hours, but for some reason they're going to make me sit here for eight. Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. That's, like, a lot of places. They're, like, adamant on you yeah. staying the eight hours of uh, working, which it, makes no sense if dude, there's no yeah, work. Yeah, that's why I got out of the nine to five. I, 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 I did it too many times. Like, and I wasn't a bad worker either. And, and that's the thing, like, I was a good worker, and I tried my hand at so many different things, but after a while, I'm just like, there's no reason for me to be doing this, wasting my time like this. I won't, I won't, I won't do it anymore. Like, I had to value my energy more, you know, mm -hmm. like, I, I, I value myself more. And, you know, that's why I appreciate so much what you guys are doing here. Not that to say, you know, you do everything to procure energy to make money, but... I feel like whenever you do something on a passion, uh, eventually energy will come as a result of that. And that's what money is. It's just the highest form of energy, right? Like, I'm pretty sure I said this last time. Like, you can try to throw a spear in the water at a fish, or you can use a fishing rod. Or even better, you can, like, set up some rocks in the water, wait for the tide to go down, and then you have fucking 40 fish in the water. Or you can just use a $20 bill and get a whole fucking Thing box of, of tilapia, you know what I mean? Like, uh, money is our highest form of energy in, in, in this this uh, world we live in, so um, 
Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a thing, a process of me realizing how, or my value, at least, you know, and what I what I need to do to be truly happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about, like, let's talk about your tattooing before we end this. Sure. So, obviously, I've seen, I follow you. Yeah. I've seen your work. Yeah. And it seems like you're booming now, man. Like, tell me what it's been now since the last time you've been on to now. Man, you know what? It's uh, it's quite the crazy experience. Um, it's uh, it's a job where you never stop learning, which is super cool. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's the, the crazy thing about it is that it, it's much more than just doing, uh, you know, I feel like maybe some people on the outside view it as, it's like, oh, you're just drawing on someone's skin. But it's a lot different than that. It's like you're holding a machine that's vibrating, that's shaking, and you have to counteract that shaking with your hand. And you're drawing on a canvas that isn't flat. Not only is it not flat, you also have to know how uh, like how much pressure to use on the skin and uh, you know it's, it's been a cool little process uh, figuring out all the things um, you know like now I know if I'm pulling a line on someone's skin I know if the ink has been saturated enough to make a solid line I don't even have to look I can feel it through my machine like I can feel how the skin saturates skin like if I'm pulling a line it's almost like I don't even have to like look at it because sometimes the ink will just go all over and you can't really see the line. I will know if the line was fully saturated or not. So it's like I'm, the machine is becoming a, an extension of my body. God, that would seem stressful to me. As soon as I see ink all over the place, I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> the, the cra- yeah, yeah, the craziest thing is like um, when you have a stencil on, and you know some pe- everyone's skin's different that's another pretty crazy part about the art i don't think maybe a lot of people think about is that the the this everyone's skin's different like you can tell if someone's hydrated you can tell if someone's healthy um you know you can tell if someone lost a lot of weight or gained a lot of weight um and the first you know 15 minutes or so of tattooing someone it's just figuring out if how to draw on the canvas mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's uh it's it's been a very um fulfilling and i feel uh you know with the future that i want it's a job that or a profession that i can take anywhere right yeah so you know if i want to move to south america i can do that there if i want to move to you know wherever like I would you ever tried the I don't know what ta- form of tattooing that is. Stick, the, stick and poke. The stick and poke. Would you do that? Yeah, you know what's funny? I was actually just talking to one of my buddies recently. And uh, um, I don't think there's many people in Windsor who do it. The stick poke? Yeah, I don't know of anyone. Right, but there is a market for it, right? Because, I, I, you know, the one thing I've definitely noticed is pain therapy for people. That's what tattoos are for a lot mm. of people. It's like, you know, how do I ex- express my pain, my 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 suffering or my anxieties whatever it is and they they deal with it through pain it's a very like it's a spiritual experience for both the person getting tattooed and the person tattooing mm-hmm. um and that's you know that's one of the things that I, I, I like about it you know it's uh something that people have been doing forever as soon as we realized we could you know stab someone's skin with like ash from a fire you yeah. Know? yeah we've been doing it like there's you know people who their bodies have been mummified they're like five thousand years old and 
They've got ink on their skin. That's sweet. Cat tattooed on the thigh. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I, I like that now. shit. You got to tattoo me and Chase now. I'm gay, man. I'm so gay, man. Yeah. Tyler, man. Thank God you came back. <laughs> Fuck, I love always talking to you, brother. We gotta have you back on again yeah, in a couple man. months. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I mean, every time, like you know, the last time and this time, it's it's been a pleasure to uh, you know be here and chat with you guys. Like, mm. uh, we have a lot of good conversations. I think that are not just you know like enjoyable for the people in this conversation, but I think they're uh, important for the people who are listening. Right. You know, uh, I, I feel like. Meaning we share uh, uh, some similar views and, and you as well, like uh, how we don't necessarily take one side. I think that was probably the biggest part of our conversation is like, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the separation of people. And I think it's people who, who can communicate from that uh, perspective of looking both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, that make, makes a difference. Well, man, you, you do. The, you're probably easily one of the better guests that we've had that can really explain themselves and like eloquently and you know you know your points that you want to get out and that's the one thing i always respect about you man you're a very kind person yeah. you're a very cool fucking dude why don't you uh we've been doing this thing lately where we're ending off with a positive message why don't you do that and give people where they can follow you so if they want to hit you up for tattoos right on okay so i guess i'll do a little plug um on instagram or facebook you can uh, just uh, give me a follow or uh, add me as a friend um the, uh, the 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 uh, handle is uh, uh, Tyler Ferreira, and that's T Y L O R F E R R E I R A. Like you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. I reply to messages uh, there, and I guess a, a positive message um, that I feel like everyone could probably benefit from from this conversation is. Uh, Look at look at life um, from eyes that aren't your own. Um, try to put yourself in other people's shoes, and uh, don't. It's easy as a human to look at everyone as very different than yourself, but try to look at uh, other individuals as similar to you, and it's much easier to. Um, you know, express ideas and be friendly and, and move forward as an individual and as a species when you can find something that is in, in common with your neighbor. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's my message for today is to to, to look uh, to look at what you have in similar with other people. That was beautiful, dog. That was really good. Let's go watch some people kick the shit out of each other. All right, oh, yeah. goodbye, everyone. Have a good night, everyone. Adios.